3: Or call five six two three one four four six zero three for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
6: Folks, Blackstar Network is... I'm real uh, revolutionary
7: right now. Support this man, black media. He makes sure that our stories are told.
6: Thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roller. Hey,
8: Black! I love y'all. All momentum we have now,
9: we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this the difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be Skate. It's time to be smart.
1: Bring your eyeballs home, you dig?
6: Today is Monday, October 10th, 2022. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Oh boy, racism in Los Angeles where three city council members and a top labor leader are caught making racist comments. One of them has resigned as a city council president, yet she still remains on the city council. Calls are flooding in for all three of them to resign, including the labor leader. We will talk with folks in Los Angeles about this growing controversy audio clip of Georgia's Governor Brian Kemp talking about minority voters' resurfaces. We'll look at what's happening in Georgia as one county just dismissed 22,000 voter registration challenges. And say, Ovat, CEO of the New Georgia Project Action Fund, will help us examine what's happening in Georgia. Uh, again, folks, uh, lots of news today. Fox News, they dedicated more than two and a half hours of coverage praising Kanye West. Well, that was before he made anti-Semitic remarks. Oh, we're gonna break all of this down and oh, you know I'm about to have some fun with, yay. Netflix's Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, is one of the streaming service's highest viewed shows, but it's getting a lot of negative backlash from folks in the LGBT community. Also, including why Christopher Scarver killed him, at a clear the Chief Advisor of Black Men's Exchange will explain why the series is whitewashed in our Fit Live Win segment. Fitness trainer Asia Johnson will be here in studio to give us some practical tips on how to stay fit as the temperatures drop all around the country. Y'all, it is time to bring the funk. on am roller martin on the filter of the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's
3: on it, whatever it is.
6: right, folks, Uh, we are 30 days out from the election and we have continued to see lots of focus on voter suppression, the impact of that. Of course, Republicans changed a number of laws all across the country after the big lie in 2020 when Donald Trump was like, oh my God, I lost the election, it was rigged. No, you got your ass whooped. Uh, But they did change laws in Georgia, in Texas, in Florida. We can go on and on and on. And so the concern is what is going to be the impact on voters. Part of those changing laws, including literally allowing anybody to challenge voters. Yeah, so folks, uh, an audio recording of Governor Brian Kemp voicing concerns about Democrats' efforts to register minority voters. um, That course uh, uh, came out again. It's an old clip, but actually I think it is still worthy of conversation.
10: You know, the Democrats are working hard. There's been all these stories about them, you know, registering all these minority voters that are out there and others that are sitting on the sidelines. And if they can do that, they can win these
6: elections in November. Ah, uh, old Brian Kent. Now, he made these comments while serving as Secretary of State during his time in that office. Well, what did he do? Well, he canceled more than 1.4 million voter registrations, uh, including almost 670,000 in 2017. Put about 53,000 voter registrations on hold under the exact match policy. 70% of those 53,000, well, they were African-American. He encouraged polling location closures. 214 happened under his watch. Now, but his efforts continued as governor, and he admitted it during a recent debate with Stacey Abrams.
10: I was as frustrated as anyone else with the results, especially at the federal level, and we did something about it with Senate Bill 202.
6: Hmm, so he was frustrated. Now, one of the things that they have um, repeatedly tried to suggest uh, is that, oh, voter fraud. Except the problem is they've really been unable to find any proof of said voter fraud. That's been quite interesting uh, as well. Texas has spent lots of money, Florida as well, trying to find this voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. But they've really been unable uh, to do so. Also, what we have seen is a a lot of focus uh, in Georgia on not only the Abrams race, but also the race of uh, Senator Raphael Warnock, as well as against Herschel Walker. Now, uh, a, a lot of this discussion, a lot of this debate, also has been talked about what's happening with Black voters, what's going on uh, with Black voters. Are they going to be turning out, especially Black men? And so that has led for a number of people to uh, question what is going on. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to play y'all. Uh, matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and do. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and do this uh, in a little bit. I'm going to play this. Um, Uh, video clip. So this was a video clip from Charlamagne Tha God's Comedy Central show. Killer Mike was on the show. Uh, And he was talking about uh, the race as well. So I want to play this and then we're going to talk about all this uh, together. The guy she's running against is running
9: an effective campaign. And and Brian Kemp is running an effective campaign because this week, what Mr. Kemp did was, he went to an all black boys school. Mm-hmm. that's ran by a conservative black man down in Albany, Georgia. Young black man. He didn't Dr. Umar. He didn't go around preaching for a lot of years. That's no diss to Dr. Umar. He produced the school, and then he started Dr. Talking. Umar got the school, man. I'm not mad. I'm he happy. He I'm got mad. It. In fact, you know what? I'm sending yeah, you a grant. I swear to God, I love Dr. Umar. <laughs> it's not a credit so I'm glad you, he, he got just got his school. I'm yeah. sending him. But <laughs> this guy got a charter school with all black boys. So guess who the picture goes up with him yesterday? He has Governor Kemp with the boys yesterday. That picture goes up. Shelly Winters, who's an incredible black man, does a lot in Atlanta, happens to be a conservative, has a great radio show. um, He's a great radio show host, but he goes in the public and out in the streets every day. He got a bunch of conservative black men together. Kemp went with them. Then he went over to a Democratic enclave with uh, Ryan Cameron, one of the most popular radio hosts in Georgia, staunch Democrat, and impressed the Democrats in that room. I would advise if I was in Ms. Kemp's camp. You need to go everywhere he just went. Miss Abrams. Ms. Abrams. You, and Ms. Abrams, you yeah. need to go everywhere Brian Kemp just went, because what Brian Kemp did was have an effective week with black people. Wow. And I would love to see her do that, but if she doesn't, that ain't our fault. <laughs> Woo! <Whew. laughs>
6: uh, all right, so initially, initially when that clip went out, uh, I saw it uh, and um, wanted to know... First, it was a shorter clip that went out, and I wanted to know the context of what Killer Mike was uh, talking about. He and I talked uh, Saturday morning uh, about... Uh, That and he said that it actually was edited and they left out some of the things that he said. Later on, Charlemagne, uh, the guy, sent me a text and he said, in fact, it was edited out. And so therefore, what he wanted to do was he wanted to, uh, he pushed them to actually get that out. And so uh, that's what happened. Now, uh, the Abrams folks uh, were very quick uh, to respond uh, to what you heard there. Uh, And so they dropped this ad On their social media, with regards to what Brian Kemp had to say. Watch.
10: This is a broken government program. What Stacey Abrams is also not telling you, she's going to have to raise your taxes to pay for all of her plans. Force housing issue, and we are. I focused on affordable housing.
6: That particular ad again that ad dropped uh, a couple of days ago uh, but then just uh, today uh, about um, three hours ago uh, the abrams uh, campaign dropped this video you've been hearing a lot of lies about me again
11: and you deserve a break not just from the nonsense a break from the drain on your wallet and the worry in your heart i'll use our five billion dollar surplus to put more money back in your pocket and invest in the basics education healthcare, housing. Brian Kemp, he looks out for himself and people like him, because that's how they've always done things. I'll never be part of the old boys club, but that's okay. I'll be too busy working for one Georgia where we all thrive.
6: All right. NCO Fox she's the CEO of the New Georgia Project Action Fund. Joining me now from Atlanta. Glad to have you back on the show. Um, Let's first talk about Uh, what is happening with these voter challenges, uh, this idea of they can challenge anybody. Now, last week, the Gwinnett County Board of Elections dismissed challenges to around uh, um, uh, 22,000 residents, Uh, and they were conservative folks, tried to challenge, saying these people somehow were, uh, registrations were invalid. Now, the County Commissioner Kirkland Caton says MAGA groups uh, are not going to prevail in the challenging of people's registrations all across Georgia. I'm gonna play this first and I'm gonna come back to you. So, okay. okay, all right, you know what? Do, do, go, go ahead and respond. I'll play it later. Go ahead.
8: Well, I mean, I think that what you're adding, first of all, good evening, Uncle Roro. I heard that in your intro song, and I am now Um... <coughs> What people need to know is that Gwinnett County is the largest and most racially and ethnically diverse county in the southeastern United States. It's the second largest county in Georgia. The presidential election, the 2020 presidential election, the margin was just over 11,000 votes. The original attempt by these MAGA groups was to purge and challenge the voter registration of 38,000 Gwinnett County voters. That's over three times the margin. Georgia is legitimately America's newest battleground state. It is America's newest swing state. And so Senate Bill 202 was absolutely designed to put Republican thumbs on the scale, that they have given themselves all the tools that they need to overcome the results of elections that they do not like. And it is deeply problematic. It's unconstitutional. And it is hypocritical. Like, the governor, our current governor, uh, in the debate clip that you showed, said that he was concerned about the integrity of the 2020 elections. But they also got on the phone with the president of the United States and said that the Georgia elections were fine, that these were the most secure elections in Georgia history, and they have continued to stand by the results of the election. So if the elections were conducted in a manner that was fair and that was in accordance with all of our federal and state laws and you stand by the results of the elections, why would you then join with the MAGA crowd to pass Senate Bill 202 that changed over 50 of Georgia's election laws, including this challenge anybody, anywhere, at any time uh, law provision that we are seeing play out right now with 30 days before the election.
6: See, and that, and that's the thing that I think people have to understand. What the Supreme Court said was, oh, when they gutted uh, the Voting Rights Act, well, you know, we've seen uh, how things have gone so well, the increase in black voter turnout. Well, that was because we had the Voting Rights Act
14: Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
6: Stop a lot of these shenanigans. And since that decision is Shelley v holder, we have seen Republicans do all they can to try to stop folks from voting, trying to use every legal means as possible we still see the games being played. And then people go, well, uh, look at Georgia. They have an increase, in people who voted. Uh, just because, as Stacey Abrams said when she was questioned on Fox News, she said uh, voter suppression uh, is, a, is not about uh, do people actually jump the hurdle, it's the efforts to prevent them from being able uh, to register. That is what the fight has been over.
8: Absolutely. And why are you celebrating people having to stand in line for five, six hours in order to exercise the franchise. Like, that is not something to be celebrated. I mean, I understand that it makes for good human interest pieces, but I'm actually more interested in removing these artificial hurdles, these artificial barriers that folks have to clear in order to to participate in our elections. And I will also say that it takes an extraordinary amount of time time and money and energy and attention for voting rights groups like the New Georgia Project to continue to make sure that black folks show up, that young people show up in spite of these attacks on the vote, the, right, the right to vote.
6: Um, when we talk about uh, also what's happening uh, there, I mean, give us a sense of what you are hearing. I mean, you know, we, we are seeing um, all of these stories talking about uh, you know, where black men are. And I keep reminding people uh, that the two largest voting blocks of the Democratic Party, black women one, black men two. So this notion that somehow uh, black men are not voting is absolutely crazy. Uh, but you do, but there is an effort by Republicans to try to peel off three to four or five percentage points of African-American men in various places. And one of the areas that is a huge, huge issue that I keep trying to remind people is immigration this notion that somehow jobs being taken. I've heard this. This ain't ain't a recent thing. I mean, I remember when I had my radio show on WVON in Chicago in 2006, 2007, 2008, I heard when immigration came up, it was a volatile issue among African Americans. And so I think Uh, A lot of people need to understand that we got to stop making uh, these, you know, blanket statements with regards to uh, how black men are voting, but also understand the the disinformation, misinformation campaigns targeting African-Americans, especially black men. Again, GOP efforts to peel off certain points uh, and, and understanding how potent immigration is an issue. What are you seeing and hearing on the ground there in Georgia?
8: Yeah, I mean, I would tell you this, that immigration is not even top five for black folks in Georgia, including black men in this moment. That it is definitely wages and jobs. Um, Overall, the cost of living is a lot of time in the great state of Georgia, particularly in Atlanta. Um, And, you know, one of the consequences, the reversal of the great migration is that these people from New York and these States are coming um, in Atlanta and drug cost and, and landlords and owners are taking advantage of that. So, the cost of living, the cost of housing, health care, and access to quality health care. Hospitals are closing all over the state of Georgia with people still dying from COVID, people still fighting cancer, people still have strokes, people are still having babies. Um, <clears throat> and we have hospitals closing all over the state, including in Atlanta. Um, the other thing is gun safety and gun violence are deep concerns for people. I think that the, we start to see some age differences uh, when we look at criminal legal reform for younger um, Georgians, uh, particularly voters under the age of thir- uh, 18 to 34. Um, and so those are the issues that are at the top of the list. But we've seen like immigration be used as a wedge issue. Uh, hell, charter schools as the wedge issue, uh, redundant rights and as to abortion and bodily autonomy a wedge issue. Um, and I'll be honest, I love it. I love that black men are getting the mic uh, and getting an opportunity to communicate to America what their political priorities are and what they want to see from of Georgia. I love that black men, how sophisticated they are with their analysis. The idea that because somebody is a celebrated football player uh, from our state doesn't automatically mean that they're doesn't automatically mean that they're going to get. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I will take umbrage a little bit with a uh, clip that you from a week, um specifically about the idea that Brian Kemp in the. First week of October within a month of the election, running around talking to my folks, as if Leader Abrams has not been doing that for the better part of a year is challenging to me. I, I you know, they say uh there's some folks who think that the white man's ISIS holder. Uh and this feels like an instance where we need to be looking critically at what is performing uh, an interest in black people and black priorities and the priorities of black entrepreneurs and black families and the people who actually are deeply invested in the priorities of black families and black entrepreneurs and black men and black workers. Again, showing up to someone's community, showing up to a charter school 30 days before an election does not an ally make, does not an advocate make. And it doesn't make me think that you give a damn about my community and the things that we care about.
6: All right, then. Uh, Again, 30 days before this election a lot uh, of things to do and we certainly uh, are going to be uh, seeing uh, what is happening uh, with regards to that so uh, we certainly appreciate it uh, thank you so very much uh, and say for joining us thanks Chad. thank you all right folks before I uh, understand tomorrow is the last day to register in Georgia uh, and so don't forget that of uh, early voting starts on October 17th sorry about the internet dude it's all here. so here are the deadlines folks well, let's pull the deadlines uh for some other states as well so so you understand uh what is happening uh of course rhode island uh the deadline of register on mail mail or in person was october 9th alaska the same mississippi the deadline of register online by mail or in person uh is today arizona your deadline is tomorrow arkansas it is tomorrow uh, and there's no online voter registration in arkansas as well Uh, then of course you have florida georgia indiana kentucky louisiana uh the uh, deadline to register by mail or in person is october 11th some of those places are all don't go back please go back go back thank you some of those places are online you'll see in louisiana online registration is available through october 18th now go forward all right uh, nevada you see the deadline of register by mail is october 11th but online in person is october 18th uh, and then of course ohio tennessee and texas Deadlines are tomorrow. Same for New Mexico. Now, New Mexico, residents can register in person through Election Day, but registering online or by mail is October 11th in Texas. There is no online registration. Um, and let's go to the next one, please. Uh, South Carolina, uh, of course, deadline to register in person is already passed, uh, but you can still register by mail up to tomorrow. Must be postmarked by midnight. Missouri uh, is October 12th. Uh, then Idaho, the 14th, New York, the 14th, and North Carolina is the 14th as well. Let's go to my panel now. Dr. Julian Malvo, Dean of the College of Ethnic Studies, California State University, L.A., Dr. Amakongo Dabinga, Professorial Lecturer, School of International Service, American University, uh, Representative Renita Shannon, uh, Georgia, Georgia Representative there, In uh, George, Representative Shannon, I'll start with you again. We're seeing uh, the challenge to ballots. We're seeing what happens when they get thrown out, but Republicans do all they can because they want to stymie. Uh, black voters. They want to keep them from registering black and other voters. And you also see what is happening uh, when it comes to you know, competing for black votes. What Brian Kipp is trying to do, what he's trying to do, frankly, uh, is uh, ensure you don't have that 94% that Stacey Abrams got in uh, 2018. Uh, poll- recent polling data shows that 80% of black Georgians are supporting Stacey Abrams. That simply is way too low for her or Senator Warnock to win. That number has to be minimum 88%, but it has to be over 90.
11: Yeah, yeah, so two things... You, you covered a lot there, and two things I want to point out here. Number one, um, the new voter suppression um, does not look like Republicans or, um, you know, folks physically stopping Black p- folks from voting um, at the polls. The new voter suppression looks like what is happening in Georgia, which is what Nse just mentioned, and she's 100% correct, which is making it difficult for Black folks to get registered, stay registered, and also um, actually cast their vote, like by absentee ballot, for example. So that's one. People have got to know what to look out for. Um, If you are here in Georgia and you are black or brown, you are playing games every year, every month, trying to make sure that you are still registered. I have known folks who have consistently voted in every election, and they have to re-register and re-register because they're kicked off for no reason. The second point I want to make is, it's great that everybody is looking at Brian Kemp. He has been talking this way for years about Black voters and minority voters as a whole, stemming from the time when he was secretary of state, but there is another person who is not as flashy and flamboyant as Brian Kemp, who is just as dangerous and I would argue who is executing his agenda right now voter suppression, and that is Brad Raffensperger. This is a person that I served with on the Governmental Affairs Committee who has put in place many of the outrageous things that you have seen come out of Georgia in the ways of voter suppression. For example, not being able to give folks water while they wait in line, these long lines that are only turning up in black and brown communities to vote. He is somebody who is currently up for election again for secretary of state. We have a great candidate. But the problem that we've seen is that CNN, MSNBC, and mainstream media has made this man a hero because when Donald Trump called him and asked him to basically go to jail for him by finding him 11,000 votes, he said no. But this person is very dangerous. And if you do not like what Brian Kemp is doing in Georgia to suppress black and brown votes, Brad Raffensperger is a person you also need to keep on your radar, because he is the one who is actually executing Brian's agenda.
6: Omakongo.
15: I, I really think, at the end of the day, it, it's really frustrating to see all of this talk out there about how Black people are not out there supporting Stacey Abrams like they should. The fact of the matter is, like you said, we got to get it up to 88 90%. And to be quite honest, you know, these comments by, you know, by Killer Mike and others, they're, they're, they're not helping the cause. And the fact of the matter is I saw Stacey Abrams on another program say, look, we've been in the black community doing over 50 events, and Stacey Abrams has made her entire career over helping people within the community. I've never seen an election where there are two candidates who are so different in terms of their level of qualifications. So really, at the end of the day, as Representative Renita was saying the media's got to do a better job in telling the truth about what's going on in Georgia. Brian Kemp, we've known from the beginning that he was fraudulent in terms of what he was actually trying to do, and that audio that you played in the beginning clearly showed it. And this is really a test right now to see if our institutions are going to hold up. But I'm I'm concerned because we have a guy who should have never been governor in the first place because he was a secretary of state running that election that he was participating in. And so Georgia has shown how corrupt it can be, and it has shown that it's going to continue to go further to be more corrupt. To prevent what Stacey Abrams is doing. But really at the end of the day, Stacey Abrams is not failing. And, and, and Renita and NSAI and everybody who's down there doing this work and the brothers down there because they turned that state blue in the last election, and we are making more and more progress, but we can't take our foot off the off the pedal right now. We need to build up more momentum now, less than 30 days before the election. Julian.
16: Uh, Stacey Abrams is a winner and she's a star. But I do find, and I don't know why Killer Mike's political opinion is relevant to anything, just saying. Um, <laughs> but moving on, I, I just think that there has been a lot of negativity, but from what I hear from Georgians, and I could be right, I interviewed an uh, older person, this morning, brother who's in his 80s, civil rights veteran, and he said that her door knocking is not what it could be, that there's a lot more GOTV, uh, yeah, GOTV that they should be doing, and, you know, this is an older person who had no ax to grind and support Stacey. So while we all support her, think the dirty tricks are dirty, you know, we, like everybody's grandma used to say, you have to work twice as hard to get half as much. We're going to have to work to get those votes for Stacey Abrams. We are going to have to work to get those votes. And, you know, that's where it is. And Brian Kemp is a crook, by the way.
6: All right, folks, hold tight one second. We come back. Racism on the Los Angeles City Council. Comments captured on audio has sent shockwaves all throughout the city. Uh, there have been demands for the resignation of three of the council members, as well as uh, a labor leader. We'll break this thing down uh, and show you uh, statements that have been coming in from the current mayor, Gil Garcetti, from Karen Bass, Congresswoman Karen Bass. Uh, who is running for, uh, uh, for, for that position as well, and so many others. Uh, it is shocking, stunning comments uh, that were captured that not just focus on racist comments regarding uh, the black ch- son of a council member, but also their efforts to... Limit black political power in Los Angeles. Wait till we tell y'all and you will play for you what was said. Download the Black Star Network app, folks, on our all platforms Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Also, join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar you give goes to support the show and what we do. Uh, our goal is to get 2,000 people this month giving you at least 50 bucks uh, to raise $100,000 to meet our year end goals. Uh, of course, that your dollars make it possible for us to do what we do. Uh, Send check and money orders to PO Box 57196, Washington, D.C. 20037. 20037- 0196 Cash App dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal's R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale is rolling at RolandSmartin.com. rolling at Roland uh, If you are watching the show on all platforms, uh YouTube, hit the like button, y'all. Same thing with Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, all of those. Hit the like and the share button. Uh, all it takes is you to hit it is free. It don't cost you nothing, so it ain't that hard. Uh, and so we should easily by now be more than a thousand likes on all the platforms. And also, be sure to get your copy of White Fear, How the Brand of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. You can get it uh, everywhere. Ben Bella Books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Indie Bound Bookshop, Chapters, Books A Million, Target, uh, download an Audible or order from your favorite black bookstore. We'll be right back.
17: When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure.
3: Libraries empower the community with education. Liberia Economic Development Initiative, (LEDI) is hosting the International Life Changers Awards and Liberia's Bicentennial to celebrate LEDI building the country's first modern public library and technology center. Join event host Roland Martin, our honorees, Reverend Dr. Jamal Bryant, Zernona Clayton, Thomas Dorch Jr., Dana Lupton, Dr. Tammy Steele on October 29th at the CNN Center Atlanta. There are no public libraries in Liberia, but together we can change that. Get tickets at ledinow.org. When we invest in ourselves, we all shine.
17: Together, we are black beyond
18: measure. Kevin McCarthy, you want to talk about law and order? Okay, let's talk. Bakersfield, the heart of your congressional district, is now ranked in the top 10 most dangerous metro areas in America. Your own sheriff said, we know we have a
10: violent crime issue.
18: Kevin, your district has been the murder capital of California for five years in a row. And if you're so concerned about crime, why did you vote against $350 billion in funding for law enforcement? Every Democrat voted for it. When Democrats passed a bipartisan bill to fund local police departments, you didn't even bother casting a vote. Kevin, if you really want to talk about crime, let's start with your own party, because it sure seems like you and your MAGA pals are fine with certain crimes. Crimes like stealing top-secret nuclear files, attacking the nation's capital, assaulting police officers, attempting to overthrow an election, not to mention the little stuff like tax and bank fraud. The truth is, Kevin, you are an anti-crime, and neither is your party. You and your fellow Republicans are just trying to scare voters, playing politics while leaving it to Democrats to actually work for the safety of Americans. Everyone can see you're not pro cop, Kevin McCarthy. You're pro coup.
7: Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence.
19: Soil. You will not soil.
6: white people are losing their damn minds.
9: My name is Charlie Wilson.
5: Hi, I'm
9: Sally Richardson Whitfield. And I'm Dodger Whitfield. Everybody, this is your man Fred Hammond, and you're watching Roland Martin, my man, Unfiltered.
6: In California, the LA City Council folk president resigned today following backlash over racist comments she made. Now, she resigned as council president but not from the city council. This audio was posted on Reddit. Uh, it, it has led to uh, an explosion there in the city, uh, and folks are all around the country are demanding uh, all three council members and a major labor leader resign. Listen to this.
17: All the, you know, folks,
16: like with going he did call me.
17: He
6: wants to have breakfast with me.
16: What
17: is he I
23: haven't. Um,
16: I just said, hey, we need to talk. He, you supported him from the. All right, don't worry, I got you. Um, yeah. So you start seeing them line up. Isaac was the first.
6: Now, folks, the conversation from October 2021 was council members Gil Cedillo, Kevin DeLeon, and uh, L.A. County Federation of Labor President Ron Herrera, in addition uh, to uh, the City Council uh, President. Uh, as well, so here's so here's the deal, folks. Um, this so they were having this conversation, uh, and they were talking about uh, a number of issues. Redistricting. Then it got real personal, talking about one council member who has uh, a black son. Uh, also, what you do about the district of councilman uh, Mark Ridley Thomas, uh, who uh, was indicted on corruption charges, uh, and also. Holding on to black power, holding on to political power. Now, folks, uh, th- this thing has just exploded and one and the comments about uh, the adopted son of Councilman Mike uh, Bonin caused him to react as well. Check it out.
7: It's like the honesty, thing. All, it's like no, black black and black and brown now. on the slope, and then there's this, this
23: white guy with the little black kid who's misbehaved. <laughs> Este niño has no, he's, they're not even, wow. yeah, no, they're not the kid is bouncing off the effing wall on the floor, mm-hmm. practically kicking it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. They're raising him like a little white kid, which I was like, this kid is a down. Like, let me, let me take him around the corner and then I'll bring him back.
19: Yeah.
13: Se me that? Okay. So- Yeah. <laughs>
6: now folks uh this is the los angeles times uh where says padilla bass and caruso call for martinez de leon and Cedillo to resign but it's uh, not just them uh different uh labor organizations they are calling on president ron herrera of the L.A. County Federation of Labor to resign. My understanding is that the AFL-CIO is giving him until Thursday to do so or he will be fired uh, from this. And so that's what uh, sources are telling me as well, folks. Uh, Again, when you look at the statements that are coming out, uh, it is very clear that folks understand that this simply uh, cannot happen. Uh, This is the statement that uh, came out uh, from uh, Karen Bass. Uh, where she talked about uh, L.A. moving in a new direction, go to it, please, Uh, and then when she devoted her life to it, she specifically calls for uh, them to step down. Now, initially, Gil Garcetti, his initial statement uh, was this, we don't call for this, it was very bland. He did not call for them to resign. Uh, Rick Caruso did not call for them to resign. So a number of people have been dancing around this issue initially by saying oh the right thing must be done we don't tolerate this form of racism um that was it and they have been called out now they've now switched past and now understand uh look that ain't good enough and so uh it is again it is increasing and so i wouldn't be surprised uh if these three i doubt very seriously they can last through the end of the week but we'll see joining me right now is erica smith she's a columnist for the los angeles times and a culture critic uh, also joining us is jasmine Kanan. glad to have both of you jasmine i want to start with you uh, i uh, i i've been looking at your twitter feed uh, looking at how you going after many of these democrats making it perfectly clear um so i'm gonna bring in the ed buck situation because your deal they were real quiet on ed buck until you you and others kept hitting them saying oh y'all want to be quiet and the dance around this in the last 24 hours has been real interesting how initially yeah, do the right thing. We condemn these comments. But short of calling for resignation, Martinez resigns as council president, but she's still on the yeah. city council. She has not stepped down. Uh, it, it's just, just your thoughts on how Democrats uh, in California, in L.A., Los Angeles, L.A. County and the state are trying to do a, a cute little dance, but not challenging these three, saying y'all got to go.
23: Right. So let, let's, let's be clear. First of all, Democrats are always talking about beating the moment. I'm waiting for them to meet this moment. I am a former special assistant to the previous L.A. Council special uh, um, council president. I am an elected member to the L.A. County um, Democratic Party. So I'm a delegate. So I have a really unique perspective in all of this, having worked at City Hall, but also being a part of the Democratic Party. And I find all of this very, very troubling because you have labor as well as our political leaders. And let's be clear, Roland, if a black elected leader or let's say even a Republican had been caught making disparaging a racist mark about any group of people, um, you know, they would spare no time in calling for their resignation. And it's absolutely ludicrous to me that folks are tap-dancing around this. They can't seem to quite find the right words to get out of their mouth. This is a you-know-what-or-get-off-the-pot moment. This is not a I'm-gonna-sit-on-the-fence moment. You either stand by racist or you don't stand by racist. And for the Democratic Party, because these are all Democrats, for the Democratic Party to take their time my party, the, I haven't seen the L.A. County Democratic Party say anything. The California Democratic Party did a thoughts and prayers-like statement um, but did not call for anyone to, be, uh, to to resign. That is absolutely ridiculous. Either folks are with us or they're not, and I will always be a proud member of the Black.
6: Um, Erica, uh, again, um, yesterday, um, late yesterday, uh, yeah, as, J- as Jasmine said, lots of thoughts and prayers or being offered. Then all of a sudden, this morning, it was more heat and more heat, and then you begin to have organizations weigh in. You begin to have the Nurses Association weigh in. I mean, we can start talking about all different people who started weighing in, and as that intensity increased, then all of a sudden it was, oh, I better read the tea leaves, let me just jump on this (laughs) resign train, otherwise I'm gonna get criticism.
13: No, it was definitely a snowball effect. I mean, yesterday, as Jasmine said, it was a lot of this is really horrible. We should condemn this and we can't do this in L.A. Um, very few people outright called for them to resign. Um, you know, but it was overnight. I mean, I think the story just kind of kept going, you know, into the wee hours of the morning. And this morning, uh, uh, Nury Martinez stepped down as president. And, you know, there was that was almost met with an immediate backlash of that's not good enough. Um, our editorial board at the LA Times has put out an editorial calling for all three council members to resign. Um, this has, you know, it's just grown and grown. And in a, a few minutes ago, actually, Mayor Eric Garcetti put out a statement actually saying that all three members of the council should resign, and um, Representative Adam Schiff has jumped on board, you know, Alex Padilla, our senator. So it's, it's, it's growing. I don't think there's a sense now of, you know, that, you know, Martinez stepping down as president is going to cut it.
6: Um, Jasmine, have we, uh, heard anything from Councilwoman Maxine Waters? Have we heard, uh, anything from California Governor Gavin Newsom?
23: I personally haven't, but I do want to say this. Uh, they all have to go. There's only one zip code in the city of Los Angeles that has increased its Black population, and that's the one that encompasses Skid Row, that Kevin DeLeon also on that audio um, overseas okay let's be really clear these people not only do they get paid with the money of all angelinos including black angelinos but the labor leader himself he conspired on audio to use the hardworking dues from including black folks paychecks to work against them to dilute a district to commit voter suppression okay? So we have a really big problem here. These people vote on issues and things that affect all of us in this city. And as you know, Black people have been clinging on to stay in the city. We're less than 9% of the population. We make up the majority of the homeless. Many of us are moving down south into Las Vegas and other parts um, of the state because we simply cannot afford to live in this city. And so to know that our elected leaders and our labor leaders are literally sitting around laughing and conspiring about how to get rid of us how to dilute our power. absolutely
6: infuriating to me. Um, Erica, the thing that also um, I-, I find to be um, interesting here is that what this also speaks to um, is a reality when it comes to black and Hispanic battle over power. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a battle in the Houston when it came to the superintendent uh, where several Houston school board members were meeting probably breaking state law uh, trying to bring back uh, a, a Hispanic superintendent who had left, uh, and consistently overlooked the black superintendent who later actually left uh, to go take a job in Missouri, even though she was she was bringing the district back. Uh, and so these battles uh, we've seen them happen over police chiefs, over fire chiefs uh, here with Los Angeles. What you have are these uh, council members and this labor leader, all Latino, uh, trying to use their power uh, to further. Uh, take advantage of uh, the political uh, situation there uh, and, frankly, stymie uh, black political power in Los Angeles.
13: Yeah, I wrote about that, actually, uh, for the paper today and online today, talking about that tension. I mean, that's one of the things that really came up. You know, at the time that this conversation was recorded, which is about a year ago, uh, there was conversations about redistricting and how are these council districts, what are the maps going to be? And we all know that redistricting, no matter what level of government it is, it's going to be contentious. But, you know, there was a just concerted effort. This, this hour-long conversation, in, in many ways, was just a strategy session on how to dilute the black vote here in Los Angeles, and so you have a Latino population that is, you know, about half the half of the people in Los Angeles are Latino, but they are they do not have as many council seats, and you have a black population that has long historically been in South LA, has right now three members of the council that are that are black. Um, increasingly a lot of those districts are mostly or all Latino. And so there is this tension, right, of who um, is going to maintain political power. But I think beyond that, it's a sense that came from this conversation that not just only did they want to have council seats, but the fact that Black issues didn't matter, that our needs were going to be uh, deprioritized in favor of Latinos and other immigrants. And I think that is the the thing that was the most... In some ways, there are so many offensive things about that that recording, but that was one of the more offensive, long-standing issues. And I think that that's something that is not going to be addressed by three council members stepping down and you know the labor leader stepping down. It has to be this is a if this is a core value of people in the in LA and how we're going to deal with um, groups of people and demographics and the needs of meeting the public. We have to really be more concerted about that. And what I heard on that tape was just not acceptable.
6: Uh, and, uh, for them to say that the L.A. district attorney, uh, Jasmine O., uh, F him, he's with the blacks. Mm, yes. She was real clear.
23: <laughs> yeah, I, again, following what Erica said, everything on that audio is so, um, is so infuriating. I remember I tweeted yesterday, I wondered whether or not DCFS had been called because Nuri was talking about wanting to beat a little black boy. I mean, if a Black woman said that, DCFS would have been at her door within an hour, you know, examining her kids and talking to them, right? So. You know, there are a lot of, like I said, it's so infuriating because these are the people that make the ordinances that set the policies. Interestingly enough, I was talking to someone today reminding them that it was Nuri Martinez that sort of spearheaded the ordinance around not being able to protest at their houses, right? And as something tells me, there are going to be a lot of protests um, at these folks' houses if they do not uh, resign. They have to go, they can't be paid with public money and share those feelings. But most importantly, I'm going to always bring it back home to the Democratic Party, because a lot of Black people vote um, for Democrats. All of these people are Democrats. And when you talk about labor and the Democratic Party, they go hand in hand. All of these people have been supported by the party. Um, and, and they all support each other. And, and for the party to have nothing to say, for the party to not be pressuring them to step down, is absolutely outrageous. And, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna be really blunt and frank. If we, as Black people in Los Angeles, allow these people to retain our seats, we deserve everything we get moving forward. Absolutely, we do, because folks will know that there are no real long-lasting consequences um, for insulting Black folks, and that it's basically open season on us. There is a reason why these districts have smaller and smaller numbers of Black people in them. It's because of people like Nuri and Gil and Kevin and Ron and the conspire. This is just something that was caught on audio. These conversations, these backroom deals happen all the time. And they have been happening for quite some time, which is why our numbers continue to go down in this city. And so we have to see some real change. here. And this is going to be a real difficult conversation for a lot of people. But we're going to find out, who's hit, you know, who, who are the hypocrites. And like I said, if we as black people stand by this, allow ourselves to be placated with her just stepping down from the presidency and letting some so-called black leaders say, well, we met with them and we're going to sing Kumbaya and everything is OK right now because they've apologized, then absolutely do. We, we deserve everything we get moving forward
13: in the city.
6: Erica, final comment.
13: Yeah, I think that everything that Jasmine said was correct, but I also think that we have to also look at this. Once these folks are gone, we can't also allow the same system to appoint new people. I mean, we need to to really think about who's going to replace them and why, and who are they going to be representing? I think we need to give a little more more thought to that, and I think it's going to be a long process, and I think that our upcoming mayor race is going to really have an impact. Whoever becomes mayor is going to have
6: to step into it quite a bit. All right, then. Uh, Erica, Jasmine, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I want to start with you. Uh, Nuri Martinez, this is what she said. She called, in a moment of intense frustration and anger, uh, let the situation get the best of me and I hold myself accountable for these comments. Really? Really? You you actually think, uh, in a moment of intense frustration and anger? Child, please.
16: Exactly. Please. You know, I'm in L.A. these days, Roland, and, uh, we're driving back up from uh, Palm Springs, and all and the news was just popping, 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 really, um, because this is just one of the most reprehensible things. One of the written rules in politics, as we all know, who covered things, is you leave people's children alone. You know, we, we have a long t- leave the child alone. So how does this woman talk about beating somebody else's child and calling the child a monkey? See, her resignation from the, pre- from the whatever chair she was, that's not enough. Her resignation from the council is not enough. The question that I think um, Erica raised in the last segment, Roland, is how do you prevent this from happening again? We're really dealing with issues of structural racism that nobody wants to talk about, or anti-blackness that nobody wants to talk about, and so you hone down on the individual when the issue is systemic.
6: Um, it absolutely is, and I, I tell you, uh, I, I don't see how uh, these folks have any credibility whatsoever Uh, Renita, uh, to continue to serve. None.
11: Yeah, this um, incident cracks open two conversations that have been... that we've needed to have for a very long time. Number one, as I always say, that racism um, is bipartisan, so there has been ongoing racism, systemic and otherwise, in both parties. And Democrats have got to get serious about realizing that we have just as much racism as the Republican Party. It just looks different. It's undercover, it's in back rooms, and it's on hot mics like this like this incident. The second thing is racism within organized labor. I've had many friends who have been... um staff for organized labor, um, organizers for organized labor, and they have talked about the ongoing racism that they face while everybody's supposed to be getting together as workers and coming together to fight for workers as one collective identity. That is not what we're seeing. We're seeing um, racism, you know, go in and out of the organization and racism come into play when you think about who can be promoted within the organization. And so I'm really disappointed that AFL-CIO is even giving him giving um, the labor leader till the end of the week to resign or be fired? Because what is the point of that? Are you trying to allow him to resign so that he can keep some type of future benefits like retirement or something like that? He should have been fired already. I mean, you've got the proof. This is his voice. He's not disputing it. What's the point of letting it go on for a week? And so it's some, this is some of the sneaky, you know, ways that people are able to avoid accountability. It looks like allowing people to, to quit The other thing that it looks like is the president just saying, well, hey, 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 I'll do my own accountability and I will, you know, step down as chair, but I'm still going to remain as a city council person, knowing that they will still have the power. So I hope that the folks in that area will come together and say that this is not enough. All three of them have got to go. And then I hope that they are really great candidates ready to step up and run, because it's one thing to get rid of these folks, and you absolutely must. But that community has got to be ready with folks identified who can fill these seats and really be for the community.
15: Congo. I think that this this situation is unfortunate on many levels. I mean, there have been so many instances of black people in the Latino community coming together to work for so many issues, going back to the Civil Rights Movement, in so many areas. But, of course, there's always also been tension. If you read the work of Professor Tanya Hernandez, she talks a lot about the tensions that have existed between the communities. And you see, in the state of California, the largest two class action lawsuits that have ever been brought has been brought by black people against their Latino co-workers with the Inland Empire as it relates to the discrimination. So we see on multiple levels there are these strong issues as it relates to discrimination from the Latino community towards the Black people. And we have Latinos now making up 40% of the entire population of California. So really, at the end of the day, Roland, everyone's talking about how they need to go, and I believe that as well. But I'll tell you that I'm a little bit concerned in this kind of no-apology-type culture that we live in It's really going to come down to their constituents. What do their voters say who live in their districts? Are they going to say, yeah, everyone's not perfect, everyone makes mistakes and still keep these guys in? Because if that's the case, as Representative Renita was saying, we're no different than a Republican Party. So really, at the end of the day, they they have to go. But the people on the bottom got to be the ones to call them out. Because, I mean, Martinez, she, like, even endorsed uh, back back in August, right, just playing the game. So really, at the end of the day, we need more accountability. And this is why, Dr. King said, on many levels, these white liberals and people within Democratic parties can be just as bad as these racist Republicans because of their lack of inaction and inability to call out stuff and really make the calls that need to happen when stuff hits the fan.
6: Uh, well, we certainly uh, are going to see uh, what is going to happen next uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, Again, I I doubt very seriously that these folks can actually survive uh, through the weekend uh, as a result of these comments. I think the pressure is going to get ratcheted up, and so we'll certainly see what happens there. All right, folks, hold tight one second. We come back. We're going to talk about Netflix's Jeffrey Dahmer uh, special. A lot of people are pissed off. Uh, They also uh, made a change that the LGBT community was demanding, but you got some black people who are like, hold up. Mm don't y'all be running away because the because because the white gay folk were sitting here killing black people and eating them we're gonna talk about that next uh and also uh some details about this piece that cleo monago uh has because he actually corresponded uh with someone who was involved in this and so we'll tell you about that also um yeah i'ma talk about kanye west y'all see all the more punk ass folks at fox news oh my lord they were praising kanye Oh, he's just so honest. He is just so, oh, he's just so forthright and I want to hear more. Then all of a sudden he says, I'm coming after the Jews. Oh, so. Oh. As a matter of fact, wait until we show y'all the Fox, Fox and Friends segment. where these fools were defending Kanye for some comments he made on Instagram and Twitter and the dumbasses hadn't even read the comments. Then finally somebody went, psst, psst. Oh, is what he said. He was like, oh. Uh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna show you how stupid those people are. And speaking of racist, uh, Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville speaking at a rally in Georgia, excuse me, in Nevada, equating reparations with the people who do crime in the country. So basically it's like, oh, all, all, all the crime done by black people. And guess who's kind of quiet? Republicans. 'Cause you know they agree with Tommy Tub Deal. Mm-hmm. Covering all of that and more, Rolling Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Don't forget folks, uh, YouTube, hit the dog on like button. I ain't gonna ask y'all one more time, okay? We should be at 1,500 likes easy on a YouTube channel. Don't make me have to start cussing y'all out, because you know I will. Uh, Also, hit the like and the share button on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all different platforms. Uh, And of course, be sure to download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung, Smart TV. Give to the Bring the Funk Fan Fan Cup. Uh, of course, uh, PO Box uh see so your check in money orders the PO Box 57196. Washington, D.C. 20037 0196. Cash App, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal's RM Martin Unfiltered. Venmo's RM Unfiltered. Sale is rolling at Rolandsmartin.com. Rolling at rollinmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back.
17: investing in what's next for all of us. growing, creating, making moves that move us all forward. Together we are black beyond measure.
1: Pull up a chair, take your seat. the black tape with me, Dr. Greg Carr here on the Black Star Network. Every week we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star
0: Network.
17: when we invest in ourselves our glow our vision our vibe we all shine together we are black beyond measure i'm Deborah owens america's wealth coach
23: and my new show get wealthy focuses on the things that your financial advisor and bank isn't telling you but you absolutely need to know so watch
6: too long have others spoken for us. We cannot tell our own story if we can't pay for it. This is about... Uh, covering us. Invest in Black-owned media. Your dollars matter. We don't have to keep asking them to cover our stuff. So please, support us in what we do, folks. We want to hit 2,000 people, $50 this month, wait $100,000. We're behind $100,000, so we want to hit that. Y'all money makes this possible. Check some money orders. Go to PO Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. The Cash App is dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered zell is rolling at rolandsmartin.com
1: you know what's on the ballot it's not just legislation and policies we believe in it's democracy our democracy there's a choice on the ballot between freedom and fear between cruelty and compassion between chaos and community between voting or violence, and the end of rights generations have fought for. The extremists have a plan, a roadmap for a nation where your voice is silenced and your vote is a memory, where they count their votes and cast ours aside. That's why this year, this fight, this vote is so important. Register, engage, volunteer, fight back against the disinformation and despair And most of all, vote. Because your vote is all that stands between our future and theirs.
4: Hi, y'all doing? It's your favorite
11: funny
17: girl, Amanda Seals. Hi, I'm Anthony Brown from Anthony Brown and Group Therapy. What up? Lana Well,
6: and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, welcome back to Roller Martin Unfiltered. All right, so let's talk about uh, Netflix. Uh, they've got uh, a new show dealing with Jeffrey Dahmer. A lot of folks are watching, doing huge, huge numbers, uh, but then you also had some drama because, because you're with Jeffrey Dahmer, and subject matter, they place an LGBTQ tag on it. Well, that ticked off a lot of LGBTQ people, so then they then hit Netflix, and then Netflix actually removed it from that particular category. Well, Jasmine Koenig and others, they were sitting here posting stuff, saying, hold up, don't all of a sudden, y'all don't want that to be included because, uh, just because it's bad. They said he was Jeffrey Dahmer. He was killing black people. Why in the world you don't want to take take the tag off when in fact, it actually is dealing with such a matter of someone who was gay. It's gotten backlash from the family of the victims. Uh, now uh, is also how uh, someone was portrayed in uh, the movie uh, who, of course, uh, Dahmer uh, uh, in terms of you know, how he was portrayed, how folks he was targeting portrayed, So you still have all this controversy going on regarding this. Joining us now is Dr. Cleo Monago, the chief advisor of Black Men's Exchange who also happened to be a pen pal of the man who murdered Dahmer in prison Christopher Scarver. Alright, Cleo glad to see you. So first off <coughs> Well, Let's deal with this controversy over this, this removing of the tag. Uh, you know, black folks are like, hold up now. Y'all, y- y- y'all, don't, y'all don't want the tag, but it should apply. Don't say, don't say take, get it removed because it's a negative story. Y- your thoughts on that?
12: Well, like the story in L.A., people who are racist do not like being associated with racism because it's publicly embarrassing and it's shameful. And they'd rather not be ashamed than not be racist. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So of the white gay community is really good at protecting itself. It's a very powerful community, and it's real good at deflecting critique of it and the rapid racism that was that's always been in that community. I mean, similar to what happened with the victims of Dahmer, where there were people who were telling on Dahmer before he was finally locked up. <laughs> Same thing with Ed Buck. They
6: were telling on Dahmer, and the cops were like, Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Not only that, they were I mean, he could have been caught before he uh, very, very early. Yeah. But he was a white male, so he had entitlement.
12: A young, excuse me, a young Asian boy escaped, but he was delirious because Jeffrey Dahmer had put him under dr- drugs, and he and they brought him back to Jeffrey Dahmer, who killed him minutes after the cops brought him back. But anyway, um, getting back to the LGBT deflection of being seen as racist, which is a fish like a fish deflecting being in the water, um, they did the same thing with Ed Buck. Um, he, they, they never was a West Hollywood decree or outcry from the city pol- politicians against the murder of black people. It was a one last man who finally did not want to be identified but said something and then everything added up and he had no choice. You know, similar to Holtzclaw you know, who was killing, or excuse me, raping black women left and right. And you were the only person in the whole country when it first started buzzing to talk about it at all. And then the mainstream press didn't cover it at all until it got so far into the courts that they have to say something. So it's the same phenomena. It's the same thing. So I mean, I keep telling folks that LGBTQ is the homosexual side of white supremacy system systemology. It's not just a free rainbow waving phenomena.
6: It's a white phenomena. Uh, let's talk about Christopher Scarver. Um, you sent you sent me an email uh, with regards to um, this uh, film. Said you were you were you know, writing him, and so. Uh, just, just share with us what you say the film got wrong okay. uh, based upon your relationship with him and your direct conversations with him.
12: Well, yes, I was a pen pal with Christopher Scarver from about 2005, I think, to 2019.
6: How did that happen? <laughs> I wrote The Prison. So you just said, okay. Now, after, uh, 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 so you just... After the fact, you said, let well, me just write this dude.
12: Well, let me give a little context. I was fascinated by this whole thing. When Dahmer was alive, the whole thing occurred. And when I first heard about the murders in Milwaukee, I assumed they were black. They hadn't even said it on the, on the media. They talked about the murders, but they didn't racialize them yet. And i a matter of fact, I got to fights with people who said, you always think about a race. I said, this is a, these are black men because you don't get rid of killing that many people, now unless they're not white. Anyway, um, when he finally got into prison and was alive, I went to Wisconsin. This is before I even heard of Jeff, excuse me, of Christopher Scarver. I went to Wisconsin to do some research on the whole phenomena, and that's a whole other story that would take a lot of time. But once uh, he murdered, once Christopher Scarver murdered Dahmer, he also murdered another person. Well, let me let me. I'm using the word murder because you said murdered. I use the word executed. So I'm gonna use my own phrase. Oh, boy, my own, I'm using my own phrase, phraseology use your words. here. Chris, <laughs> young in his 20s, he was 20. He was in his mid-20s. Young black male Christopher Scarver executed two white men who had been troubled a black men. He murdered. Excuse me. There you got me messing up again. He executed. Don't be blaming on me. You okay, talking? It's not your fault. Anyway, <laughs> he executed Jeffrey Dahmer, and then he tipped over to the other side of the room. And executed Jesse Anderson. Now you know who Jesse Anderson was, right? No. Okay. Well, Jesse Anderson also, in the same state, killed his wife, called the cops, and claimed that two black men were running from his home, and he made a one of those had one of those drawings made of mm-hmm. two black men. And then they did a forensic investigation. and Found that he killed his wife,
19: he
12: mm. blamed black people. He blamed black people. And what happens in police departments when there's a when there's a black fugitive? whether they did anything or not, is that black men hara- are harassed. Black men back in the 90s, up until recently, were ki- are killed because white folks are mad about what supposedly black men have done. And they're arrested when they didn't do anything wrong. So Scarvey was clear about the fact that Jeffrey Dahmer and Jesse Anderson had ruined the lives of black men. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Jeffrey was doing, and he told me this, was Jeffrey would go to lunch and put gravy on mashed potatoes so they can look like black people and put ketchup on them and eat them and giggle. So Christopher Scarver said, no, 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 not under my watch. We're not having this. So he orchestrated. He asked, could he go help and clean? Because they, they got cleaning duty. And he said, I want to help, which was nothing that he had done before. But he was, you know, he had a plan. So he did cleaning duty, and he did clean. He, he cleaned two racist, crazy, twisted, murdering white men off, of, off the planet. Now, getting back to the Netflix, the Netflix film, what they're doing, and let me preface that with a phenomenon called drapedomania. Are you familiar with drapedomania? No. Nope. Okay. Well, drapedomania was cr- discovered by a dude named Dr. Samuel Cartwright in the 1800s who called black people who ran away from white people or who, who resisted white supremacy. They were considered crazy. Drapedomania was a legal mental illness diagnosis of black people who ran away or who resisted. And there was treatments. It was usually brutal, beating, murder, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I bring that up just because, just like when David Chappelle didn't take that several million dollars and went away, they said he remember they said he was crazy, that mm-hmm. he had lost his mind. Mm-hmm. Well, getting back to Mr. S- Mr. Scarver, in this film, they make it seem like he had a eureka moment from God and that God told him to do this. They don't even mention the racial piece. Now, when he was 21, he was interviewed and he said, whatever white people do to black people is never just. He had a critical analysis of racism. And he told me himself that he killed them because of what they did to black men. But Netflix doesn't, doesn't mention any of that. They make it look like, they also mention, like they did with David Chappelle, that he was on medication and that he was taking mental illness. Meaning scarver. Scarver. And, and that this whole thing was just him being mentally ill. And, and you're like, no, he, he was
6: real clear. You no, know, he was real clear. On, on what, he, what he was doing. I mean, f-
12: let's look at it logically. The Correctional Senate was full of rapists and murderers. Why would he choose these? Would you mean it had nothing to do with race? But my point is that they're always trying to deflect and abstract and actually wit- get rid of, if they can, the fact that somebody is rebelling against white supremacy, particularly on these levels. So I, was, I called you guys because I said, look, this is a popular show. Everybody's talking about it. I want more people to know that this illogical religious focus or zealot, religious zealot focus that Netflix has written into this film about Christopher Scarver is mythological. I was literally called by one of the consultants to Netflix to talk to them about what happened because they knew I knew a lot about the real story. Now,
6: now this was before. This was before This was before it was done. This is before it was done. so as, as, they were, as they were making this, uh, this documentary or show, whatever it's called. Serious. Uh, so, so, so they reached out to you. Right. Uh, and then what happened? Well, I brought that up because I told them this.
12: I told them what I'm telling you. And
6: they chose not to go that route.
12: And I talked about, which is deep, and we don't got time to get into it, but how some of the same-gender-loving black men, and they weren't all same-gender-loving people, need to know that, some of them were not. But many of the men who wound up in the lair of Jeffrey Dahmer thought that being a, going to white people was a sanctuary from black pain, and going into the arms of whites was a place to go where they could they, they were guaranteed to be safe compared to simply being black. And they ended up dead. And they became lunch.
6: Um, last time you communicated with Scarver? Oh, it's been,
12: it's been about 2009. For some reason, he went into he was put into. Um, solitary confinement he's now in colorado but i haven't been able to talk to him in a while i used to send him money and stamps and i want to say why so i want so there's some context there he was a hero frankly in my in my perspective for getting dahmer and getting anderson and i don't go around murdering folks i haven't murdered anyone and i, and I don't necessarily recommend it um but my point is that he did it he had a critical analysis. He was intolerant of people's acceptance of Dahmer and, and Jesse Anderson, and, and that, from his perspective, particularly Dahmer, who was making a joke about it, that it needed to be put to an end. And I agreed with that. But I want people to think I'm a murderer and, you know, go around... I mean, there's lots of murderers in jail, but I've only talked to Christopher Scarver because of his significance. He murdered a mass-murdering, cannibalizing white dude who was eating innocent black men? Some who thought because he was white they were safe. And he killed Jesse Anderson, who lied and said that his wife was murdered by two black men. And then they forensically studied it and found that he did it. And but but until they found that out, numbers of black men were harassed, likely beat up. You know about
0: police.
12: brutality, because now they got an excuse and mr christopher scarver who was only like 25 said well not under my watch you won't be uh doing that
6: no more scarver spent 16 years in solitary yeah 16 so
12: that's what happens when you kill not just
6: one white man but two so you haven't talked to him, but but you but you sent him money, sent him stamps. Well, I don't, I haven't, I haven't, done any of that in a while. Right. I so, mean, so you, so you haven't been able to even even have you written letters to him at that prison in Colorado, No. and just none returned. No. When was the last time y'all communicated? In two thousand nine.
12: Yeah, two thousand nine, and um, I I think he was moved, or something. I, mean, I don't know what happened, mm-hmm. but I was, of course, disappointed. Um, About the whole thing, but before I leave, I want to mention to you one more thing. Have you ever heard of Ronald Dominique? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, y'all go on Google and look up Dominique. Dominique has killed more black men than Dahmer. They call him the Bayou Monster or something like that. And he's a white homosexual male who also used white skin and whatever else he could pimp to lure black men and other men, but predominantly black men, into his lair. And he also slaughtered and killed a number of black men. And um, he was a white gay man. So there's others. And as I've told you some time ago when we interviewed about Ed Buck, the subjugation, humiliation, and compromise of black people, male and female, but in this instance black male, is not as unusual as, as we would like to think. Now I want to get into solutions. I want to make sure I do that before I leave here. Black people have got to create invitational safe space to talk about our diversity, to create a opportunity to talk about our diversity regarding sexuality and gender, and make it safe to be all that we are in the, in the company of other black people. Because one of the reasons why there are black people who will go into the queer, gay, et cetera movement is because they feel like they can't do that as freely, if you will, in predominantly black spaces. So they go to white spaces for sanctuary. We have to start making black places be where every, all of us can go for sanctuary. I'm not talking about agreeing with everybody, because you have to have conversations about all of this. But we have to make it safe, emotionally safe, to be with each other. Because uh. then people like Dahmer and Dominique and Buck and the ones who haven't made it to prime time yet won't have so much fodder
6: to... to, to Manipulating murder. Um, you talked about Dominique uh, here. Says uh, he killed 21. That he that they know about.
12: See, that's important. That they know about. Just like they don't know all of Dahmer's victims. Th- that they know about. Right. Ed Buck. That they know about. Because they're really good. Because they can walk around in plain light, plain daylight without looking like a suspect. Because they're white. You can't do that, and I certainly can't walk around all the time being just look, look innocent. Oh, he looks so innocent. I mean, they don't say that about people who look like me, but they say that about people who look like Ed Buck, they say that people who look like Jeffrey Dahmer, and they say that people like Dominique. But most of the, the serial killers and people who do this horrendous crap look like those three people. But prototypically in the, in the US psyche, you and I look more like we're gonna go eating on somebody.
6: <laughs> wow, well, that is, uh, again, uh, one, one hell of a story. Uh, like I said, when you hit me up, I was like, uh, I said, well, definitely got to get clear and Talk about it. Uh, because, again, uh, what happens is when people, when people see these, these specials, when they see uh, these um, uh, movies, documentaries, well, what ends up happening is uh, they think what they are seeing um, is the 100% truth. Based
12: on a true story. Yep. But I'm reiterating that they edit out things that well, might take black people out of what I call the white supremacy trauma trance and be awake and alert and able to navigate and deflect past all of these implications of anti-blackness in the culture and stay intact. And they didn't want black people to hear about a black man who killed two white men because they had murdered black men. So they claim he lost his mind, he was hearing voices, or he was crazy, and that's why he did it. But no, he was very, and he has a very high IQ. Christopher Scarver is a brilliant man. I don't say that because he killed somebody. I'm saying that because of his intellect. When I spoke to him and and I'm talking, with, we were like, we were hanging because he's extremely smart.
6: All right. Cleo, we appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. All All right, right. y'all. Going to a break. We come back. uh, We're going to talk about uh, that racist Alabama Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville. Uh, He mentions reparations and mentions crime. He's saying black people, y'all the ones committing crime as if white folks are committing crime in America. Also, speaking of a white man, let's talk about Kanye. <laughs> Losing his damn mind. Uh, you know I gotta weigh in on that. Uh, I, wouldn't be surprised if Cleo wanna stick around and talk about that fool. Uh, so, uh, uh, but, but wait till I show y'all how all those white folks at Fox News, including uh, that white face, uh, Jason Whitlock, uh, they, bought they sat there and they were just praising Kanye to high heaven until he said he coming after the Jews. Oh, y'all know I got something to say. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. We'll be right back.
17: When we invest in ourselves, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure.
13: I've always said this. Rather than to continue to fight for a fair piece of the pie and an and equal slice of the pie, I want my hand on a knife that cuts the pie. And to that extent, who bakes the pie? And who, who puts it in? And that's one of the things that got me involved in going into politics in the first instance. I'm tired of people making decisions for me. Right. And mine. I want to be a part of that decision-making process. And luckily, it has paid off in terms of seeing the progress that many people in America have made, particularly the people of color. One thing bothers me now that we
17: seem to be losing that. Right. By saying that we've got to be more concerned with other people than those people who were here. We built America. When we invest in ourselves, we're investing in what's next for all of us. Growing. Creating. Making moves. That move us all forward.
3: Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Libraries empower the community with education. Liberia Economic Development Initiative, (LEDI) is hosting the International Life Changers Awards and Liberia's Bicentennial to celebrate LEDI building the country's first modern public library and technology center. Join event host Roland Martin, our honorees, Reverend Dr. Jamal Bryant, Zernona Clayton, Thomas Dorch Jr., Dana Lupton, Dr. Tammy Graysteel, on October 29th at the CNN Center Atlanta. There are no public libraries in Liberia, but together we can change that. Get tickets at ledinow.org.
6: 0196 the cash app is dollar sign rm unfiltered paypal is r martin unfiltered venmo is rm unfiltered zell is rolling at Martin.com.
8: hey i'm antonique smith hey i'm Arnez jane hi this is cheryl lee ralph and you are watching roland martin unfiltered i mean could it be any other way really it's roland martin
6: It's time for our Black and Missing segment. Layla Bajinka was last seen in Minneapolis, Minnesota on July 18th. The 13-year-old is 5 feet tall, weighs 154 pounds with black hair uh, and brown eyes. Anyone with information about Layla Bajinka should call the Minneapolis, Minnesota Police Department at 612-673-3000, 612-673-3000. Uh, a former Louisville, Kentucky corrections officer gets convicted of using excessive force. Uh, a federal jury found former Louisville Metro corrections officer Daryl Taylor guilty of assaulting a detainee in 2020. Surveillance video shows Taylor grabbing, thr- grabbing, throwing, and slamming Brandon Robertson to the ground until he loses consciousness. Robertson suffered injuries, including a broken eye socket and displaced jaw. Taylor uh, is facing a maximum sentence of 10 years uh, in prison as a result of that. All right, folks, uh, racist uh, uh, Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, oh, he acted a fool, uh, speaking of the Donald Trump rally just the other day, and he chose to show all his racism. Check this out.
10: They,
9: some people say, well, they're soft on crime. No, they're not soft on crime. They're pro-crime. They won't crime they want crime they want crime because they want to take over what you got. They want to control what you have. They want reparation because they think the people that do the crime are owed that. Bullshit! They are not owed that.
6: Oh, the white folks cheering. Look, I, I keep everything he said. I told y'all in my book, White Fear. Did I not tell y'all what this is all about? I told y'all this is the whole deal. All right, here's the other racist Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia. Here this, fool. Yeah.
3: Joe Biden's five million illegal aliens are on the verge of replacing you, replacing your jobs, and replacing your kids in school. And coming from all over the world, they're also replacing your culture. And that's not great for America. Oh,
6: they're replacing you and your culture. Y'all now understand my book, White Fear. White Fear, how the brownie America is making white folks lose their minds, hello. They are just speaking point blank. Now, that's what we always see. And, and the thing here, Amakongo, the is they're showing who they are. And guess what? That's the Republican Party. That's their voters. And so what Tupperville is saying, what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying, it's not out of the ordinary. This is who today's Republican Party is. Because those folks cheering, those are their voters. They are absolutely pushing those buttons of white
15: fear. It's what Dr. Maya Angelou said. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. And not only believe them, believe them the first time. And to be quite honest, Roland, I mean, we've been doing this, not not you in Trump, I'm talking about mainstream media, at least since Trump was running. All of this, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. How could they? Blah, blah, blah. They don't call him out. They just keep putting these guys on to get ratings. And you have been one of the few people out there who's been calling it out, actually attacking them every time it's set and, on top of that, helping black people understand a mobilization plan to fight this, because there are no more dog whistles. Everything is a bullhorn now. We know who they are. We've known for at least five years. Many of us have known a lot longer than that, especially going back with Trump to the 70s and the 80s. The question becomes, what are we willing to do about it? What pressure are we putting on their sponsors? What are people doing in this mainstream media to give other people like Marcus Flowers, who's running against Marjorie Teller a platform to be able to speak up, who's uh, a dedicated citizen of this country, doing incredible work? We, the media, well, was the former head of CBS, who said, like, the Trump circus may be bad for America, but it's great for CBS and its ratings, they're doing it all over again. And we have to use every platform that we have to attack them, verbally to call them out, to call out their sponsors, and most importantly, mobilize to vote because they are showing clearly that they want to take us back and take any rights... To... And look, and, and Turberville, a man who, you know, exploited black people through football and that was your claim to fame, we don't want what you got. We just want equality and just get out of our way and we're going to keep doing what we need to do.
6: Um, absolutely. And, and look, uh, Ju- Julian, I keep telling people what Donald Trump did was he opened the doors, tore the hinges off, and said, hey, uh, let your racism flag fly.
16: There you go. I mean, he unleashed a beast. The beast was always there, but it was somewhat tame and knew better than to do certain things. But he unleashed the beast and probably gave it, you know, some kind of stimulant, because he had... Everything gets been on a fast track in terms of taking away our rights, talking racist nonsense. I mean, Tuberville, when you look at the composition of the state of Alabama, he is a walking proof of gerrymandering, of anything negative about the vote you can think of. Black Alabamas are not proportionally represented, and we talked last week about the congressional district that they're trying to take. And Tuberville, as, as Omocongo said, he exploited blackness, black people, with his football career, I don't care so much about that. He, belong, he does not belong in politics. He and Herschel Walker could have an ex-football uh, not-too-bright senators convention.
6: Well, <laughs> again, uh, we know who they are. Uh, Renita, uh, again, I keep telling folks, this is why I wrote the book, this is going to continue. This is like not out of the ordinary. This is going to be the norm, and we must fight these racists at every turn.
11: Absolutely. No, you're right. This is going to continue. This is the norm and has been the norm. Listen, I'm not going to repeat what the other two um, panelists said, but most of us who live in Georgia already know that Marjorie Green Taylor is a committed idiot. We- we're already familiar with that. Um, hoping we can get some different election results this cycle. But I want to talk about what has got to be our solution as folks on the left, Democrats or anybody who is not with the Republicans. And I think that that has got to be you know, um, centering issues that matter to black voters and talking about issues that black voters want solved in their communities. Because right now we continue to see that, you know, Democrats are, you know, while they're running campaigns about how much they can reach reach across the aisle and work with Republicans, you never see Republicans doing that. They're not running on being bipartisan. They are running on continuing to make boogeyman out of black people And that is how they are ginning up their base. We have got to be centering things that people want to hear about, like what we're going to do about police accountability issues, what we are going to do about getting reparations. Black folks are the majority of the Democratic Party, and that means that we need to have black candidates who are talking about black issues squarely and directly to get our folks up and out and ready to vote.
6: Oh, absolutely. Uh, And that's what what needs to happen. And now we must also understand, y'all, Uh, the the chaos agents uh, that are designed uh, to, frankly, uh, not support what we do. Uh, In case you point, that idiot fool Kanye West. Now, now I I told y'all, when that fool wore his little White Lives Matter shirt uh, with that other dumbass, Candace Owens, I wasn't wasting my time dealing with those fools. Uh, But I I, I told y'all what happens when you give folk attention. So Kanye West goes on Fox News, uh, Sits down with Tucker Carlson, and oh my lord, the folk at Fox News just praised him up and down. Called this man, oh, how he was a genius, incredible. If y'all wanna see uh, white love, y'all wanna see Kanye West's white love? Remember, Charlemagne said Kanye's whole focus is he desperately seeks white validation. Ooh, the white nationalists at Fox News gave him all the white validation he needed. This, ca- this is a compilation put together by Media Matters.
23: I was blown
17: away by Kanye
21: West. I really was. It was fascinating. This was an unvarnished, Authentic. We've rarely heard a man speak so honestly
24: and so movingly about what he believes. Kanye West uh, is, is, is wise, yeah. uh, he's, he's unique, and uh, certainly he's fearless. He's a very important voice.
5: There's
21: such authenticity to that that it just makes me want to hear more.
5: Speaking truth to
7: power, calling things out, and Kanye West does that. He speaks truth to power. He is one smart guy.
9: Is Kanye trying to be a force for good? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, he is.
20: Very
9: special intellectual renaissance. When you consider, like, people like Tucker or uh, Kanye... Kanye's genius. I'm gonna make an analogy. Kunta Kinte and Rus, He, they got him out on a tree, and they're whipping him. What's your name? And they want him to say left-wing liberal.
21: Kanye West refuses to
9: live
24: in that box.
7: I mean, you can't help but like him, because he is not apologetic.
24: Yeah. Have I reached Alex Jones' territory yet? No, I think uh, you're telling the truth. Okay. <laughs>
20: And that's okay if you do. I I, I think he's dead on on this one.
24: I know for me, it
20: just made me think, man, we could reach so many more people with this uh, powerful movement that believes in freedom. I know that what I'm listening to is unique and interesting. If Kanye West believes it, imagine how many more people out there maybe aren't talking about it, but would
21: like to. Uh, Ye
20: West threatening to go to war with Jewish
21: people on Twitter. He appears to imply Diddy a fellow rapper, was controlled by the Jews on Instagram.
19: Hmm,
6: boy, ain't that one pretty funny. Boy, y- 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 did y'all just hear how these folks just lost their minds? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, Kanye is like black Jesus to them. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they just were just beside themselves for the praise and love of Lil Kanye, this is when things change y'all. It was when Kanye decided uh, to drop this tweet here. Remember he was attacking Diddy uh, back and forth and Diddy fired back at him. So Kanye went ahead and decided to drop this tweet here. This is where things change. I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going Con 3 on Jewish people. The funny thing is I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. Well, that didn't sit too well. The folks at Instagram and the folks at Twitter, uh, so he got thrown in Instagram and Twitter jail. Uh, but the thing, the thing that for me uh, is, is just hilarious um, is uh, to watch how uh, these folks uh, are just uh, running and, um, and, and, and running and, and backtracking and, and, and how they are just uh doing all they can and you know and, and, and what really got me in that video uh listen as i heard more of kanye i want to hear more will kane now y'all i i, I was i used to often debate will kane when we were uh at cnn and uh, we're a nice guy but he a lightweight he a lightweight I used to destroy his ass at every turn. I mean, he, I mean, every time he would say something, I mean, he, he's from Texas, University of Texas, so his football team sucks. I always blew him up about that. But also, I always destroyed his arguments. And you saw that, every time Kanye talks, uh, I want to hear from him. And then, of course, you saw in there uh, Joe Concha, uh, who's the so-called media critic, For the hill and Fox News, he's gone also uh, far right wing, and I've destroyed that fool on so many occasions. It's utterly ridiculous, and he was again praising the brilliance of Kanye. See, this is where all y'all white folks at Fox News and of course uh, that uh, that uh, utterly fool Jason Whitlock. This is what happens when you decide to side with a fool. You side with a fool, a fool will make your ass look real stupid. And that's exactly what happened here. Uh, we are dealing with uh, somebody deranged. And, and, and just understand, it's all about, I told y'all, it's about the attention, it's about what they do. And then, you know, then you got that really other tired, trifling uh, fool, Candace Owens. If y'all want to hear something stupid, l- l- listen to this fool right here. Try to defend Kanye... Uh, with, with her. Now, I'm not gonna play all of it, because y'all know uh, she she ain't the brightest bulb in a dark room. I mean, if y'all truly want... If there's a match made in heaven, is Candace Owens dating Jason Whitlock. I mean, they... Those two can go to the Clarence Thomas prom at any time. But, but just li- listen to this fool.
5: That was the tweets. And people subsequently demanded that the tweet be taken down for anti-Semitism. Now, if you are an honest person... You did not think this tweet was anti-Semitic. You did not think that he wrote this tweet because he hates or wants to genocide Jewish people. This does not represent the beginning of the Holocaust. That's if you're an honest person, you'll meet that. You you will admit that, right? If you're an honest person, when you read this tweet, you had no idea what the hell he was talking about. I had had no idea when I read this tweet what the hell he was talking about. This tweet inspired questions, not answers. First and foremost, what?
6: Okay, so here's the deal. Candace that probably the first time. We agree. We don't know what the hell he's talking about. We never know what the hell he's talking about. We don't know what the hell you talking about. We know what the hell he was talking about talking to Tucker Carlson. We never know what his crazy ass talking about. Why? Cause his ass isn't it, just like you. Now, I can't wait for Ben Shapiro, who is Candace's boss, who's Jewish, who's always commenting on anti-Semitism, cannot wait for him to break down the whole Kanye deal. But the thing I love here, Julian, Omakongo, and Renita and, and uh, Cleo stay, stay here for this segment, is I love how, oh, Lord, they were holding Kanye West up like he was they Nelson Mandela.
14: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
6: then when they sided with a fool, uh, Julian, it was kind of like, uh-oh, it was, it was sort of like that uh, that, um, that uh, beam from The Simpsons, you know, back into the bush. Like, <laughs> what the yeah. hell are we thinking? <laughs> That's They all running now. And trust me, they ain't going to be praising Kanye when he goes full ignorant ass Kanye. Go ahead.
16: You know, it's hilarious, Roland, because I, I couldn't believe the clips you compiled. Were well, these folks who, mm-hmm. not that they're bright or anything, but should have done better than to praise Kanye to the heavens. All I have to say about him is this. I am certain that his mama is rolling over her grave. She was a serious black woman, academic, taught African-American studies. I'm sure I'm, something happened to him somewhere along the way, perhaps when she, he, when she passed, but his...
6: No, it wasn't the boy got a mental... He, he's mentally sick, and we're gonna...
10: Go to att.com slash in car Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
6: Call it what it is, and I guess he's trying to get the, uh, the Mel Gibson Lifetime Achievement Award. Fuck. <laughs> for insanity? I don't know what the hell he's doing, but I'm going to call it what it is. But what I'm not going to do is call this folk, this fool, his intellectual prowess. And all those phrases, them dumbasses that Fox News was throwing around. I mean, the boy done not say he don't read books. See, this is what happens when y'all keep calling everybody a genius. Just because your ass make music don't make you a genius. So maybe, now maybe you want to say a musical genius or whatever. Eh, but for me, eh, I don't really give a damn other than probably two or three songs he got. But that's just me. But a Congo. that's what you're dealing with. He's a fool. And when you see Fox News praising anybody black, we need to have a big old neon line sa- neon sign. Beware!
15: Praise <laughs> of the Negro at Fox News. No doubt. I mean, for them, I mean, he, he's the rap version of Herschel Walker, to be quite honest. And really, at the end of the day, what Candace Owens was doing, that was also kind of a CYA moment because she was kind of backtracking because she didn't want that people... She didn't want people coming for her with this anti-Semitic smoke as well. And when you see what's happening with, with Tucker Carlson and all of these guys, they will do anything to pick any one black person, call them a freethinker, call them liberated. Jason Willock had that Kunta Kinte comment. And really, at the end of the day, what, what bothers me about a lot of this is... The way that Kanye is being shut down for his anti-Semitic comments, which he should, but has not gotten the se- same level of, of disdain and being shut down in these spaces like Instagram Instagram and, and Twitter for his anti-Blackness, for, you know, the slavery as a choice, the White Lives Matter shirts, and, and, and all of these other types of things, he's been coming at, at us before he was going at at, at them. And so um, he deserves to get what's happening now, but I wish we would also, in our own community, do a better job uh, of, of policing people within our community when they step out of line. And, Roland, you are... You don't care who it is. Obama, Kobe Bryant, uh, LeBron, the same people you praise, it, when they do right, if they do something that you feel doesn't help the culture, you speak up on it. And more of us need to do that as well. And so I'm, 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 Kanye's getting what he deserved now, but quite honestly, it should have happened a lot sooner, in my opinion.
6: Renata, I- I just, I'm just i just getting a kick again how they are just... Uh, I mean, again, treating, treating Kanye West like he is just this unbelievable intellectual force you know, and then, oh, Jason Whitlock, oh, he is doing these things for the good. Boy, sit your fake ass down.
11: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with um, Amakongo, except I do, you know, to me, it, this is hilarious that this has all happened. It's not hilarious what he's putting out there, but it's hilarious how far they went to lift him up, as they do anytime they get any black person who is putting out anti-blackness and who is high profile. So, of course, in their minds, for conservative, white conservatives, you know, anybody like a Herman Cain, uh, Ben Carson, um, Candace Owens, any of these people, they're authentic when they are, you know, talking about running down our communities and talking about black people in really negative ways. And so this is just what we've seen as par for the course. But like Amakongo touched on something that was very important, which is that it is very interesting that, you know, with this one tweet, he has been, um, you know, at- attacked rightfully so from so many different areas, but he has been putting out constant disinformation and nonsense about Black people for quite a long time, dangerous information like, oh, slavery wasn't that bad, uh, things like that, you know, and that was just allowed to go on. And so I just would like to see the same level of outrage um, every time that he is, you know, putting out misinformation. But you know they wanted him. Black people have been saying that something has not been right with Con- Kanye for a while. They wanted him. Now they got him. So they're stuck with
6: him. All right, Cleo. Uh, before I go to you, I want to show you uh, the Fox News Hopscots, because they were like, "Oops, oops." <laughs> I mean, so so watch, watch these fools at work. Listen to y'all.
21: It was your Friday night. You, you know, you didn't you didn't have to get up early, so I assume you stayed up late-ish for you 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 probably watched Tucker and Hannity. And so that means you probably saw Kanye's interview. What did you think? I
7: I watched the entire interview, and uh, I know that um, I watched part one and part two. Yes, he jumps around a lot, but I do think, I mean, he's not dumb. He's really smart. I thought his message was a spiritual message, really to embrace who God created you to be. He's not conventional. Uh, he teaches to be to think outside of the box. He gives examples about his children, uh, reject conformity, and be yourself. It's actually a beautiful message. I encourage everyone to really listen to it. Um, he. He'll he'll focus on one subject and then he'll jump to another subject from running to pres running for president to Elon Musk to his kids and his schools and big pharma uh, and uh, farms and our food and but it's really if you just watch it and you listen to what he's saying the message is beautiful he's saying we're all sheep and uh, we need to be guided by God and and focus on what God created you to be who you. We're in the womb, and uh, really embrace those those thoughts and those messages that God has given to you. And you know, we're all we're all created uniquely. There are billions of people in this world, and we each have our own fingerprint, which is amazing if you think about it. And we have so much power in our own bodies to make this world a better place. And if we all did that, and weren't conformed, and were objective about things, instead of just conforming to our schools and conforming to our government then I think this world would be...
6: Okay, let me tell you, Cleo, Ainsley Earnhardt is truly one of the dumbest people on Fox News. And that's saying a whole lot when you got Peter Hickseth and Janine Pirro and some other uh, uh, just air, You got, you got supreme airhead uh, Kaylee McEnany. But this child right here, she takes take the cake for being, I think, uh, the dumbest person at Fox News, but don't just love how, oh, you thought he was, she was describing Mother Teresa or Jesus.
12: Well, there's a few things that are very clear here, and there's some things that are not so clear. What's clear here is that white supremacists, strange people who believe in the myth of that superiority need people like Kanye West. Now, he kind of messed up in their eyes when he dropped the J- Jewish bomb. They didn't expect that, of course, but what he's got to remember that bef- earlier this week, he and Candace both w- were walking around with a some, some fashion show with a White Lives Matter a shirt. That's like an, an, an which, what's, what's it called? An abs- something to act when it's sexually? It's called a, the word ends with act. I can't think of the word right now. But anyway, that's like sexually charging to white supremacists when they see black people act like this. You might remember that every now and then they bring, during an election, they bring out Lil Wayne, who has no political analysis, but he's, but he's willing to say something anti-black. And that's, what, that's why he's there, and that's why they love Kanye West. Kanye, they don't even know Kanye's music. They don't even know why he's called a genius. What they're calling genius is that he's willing to be anti-black, and that's the part that's obvious. What's not so obvious, and I've gotten in trouble for saying this, is that okay, it's easy to get upset and frustrated with the likes of Kanye West and calling him a fool and things like that. But Kanye is a severely, I think this is true for Candace as well, a profoundly traumatized black man who needs help. He's somebody who's dealing with a lot of deep pain and it's not resolved. Therefore he's surviving mental illness in a yes yes, sir situation, meaning everybody says yes to him because he's Kanye and he's rich. But the bottom line is there's some very devastating blows that happened to Kanye that I think we need to take a look at. For example, he tried to show racism in the Republican Party and in the presidency when he said George Bush didn't, didn't like black folks back during... Yeah, said
6: so George Bush hates black people.
12: After that, he tried to expose racism in the videos, the video award system when Taylor Smith, I think her name was, gotten an award that he thought Beyoncé should have gotten and that it was racist. And in both instances, when he stepped out from the system and said something for black people, he got crickets. Not only did he get crickets, follow me, the president, the black, the first black president of the United States called him a jackass. I believe personally that that, along with his mother dying, were very, very traumatizing and confusing for him. And he finally got to the point of, F y'all, I'm going to go to the other side. And though Obama dissed him, Trump embraced him. And that was his unconscious, unfortunate revenge for having been dissed by the first black president. Now, I'm not justifying nothing. I'm looking at this from a behavioral perspective, and I'll end by saying that calling him names and being mad at him and people like him and Candace and others is not the answer. We need to look at why black people dissolve into this kind of anti-blackness. And there's a reason for everything, and often we don't get into those reasons because we get too upset and judgmental to actually deconstruct that behavior. See, what and I, white what people I, love that behavior.
6: See, what I make clear is I don't feed the beast. Uh, and so the reason I'm... And, and, and again, I, I chose last week not to even deal with him. I did media interviews with the Breakfast Club, other places. Everywhere I went, they asked me about Kanye. I said, I don't give a damn about Kanye. He ain't got no impact on the election. He ain't got no impact on nothing else. I don't give a damn. <laughs> but the reason I'm, sh- I'm talking about this, because I'm trying to show folk what happens when you have white nationalists on Fox News mm-hmm. who but well, they, they, they are quick to find... Uh, a negro, yeah. to say, oh, he won ours. That's why they love him. Some Jason Whitlock, yeah. Oh, they love when you when you see them over there doing that that dance. And oh my goodness, they in love with him. But I, I want to show you this here because this is from Fox and Friends. I played a little Click clip earlier, and again, I show how Will. I'm gonna show you how Will came this ch- Rachel uh, Compost Duffy and how Peter Hicks said, If y'all want to see how three people. Utterly embarrass themselves together. Okay, if you want to see what standards and so-called journalistic practice practice looks like at Fox News, y'all gonna get a kick out of this one. Watch this. Let's see here. Hold on one second. I'm gonna come back to me. I'm gonna see if I can. I had it set up. Cause I, when I when I saw this story, y'all, when I said I hollered, I'm talking about I hollered, because they were having a conversation. They were having a conversation about uh, the tweets, uh, but then what happened was they hadn't actually read them, and then they were told. So watch this. Let's see if I can skip this ad. Okay. All right. I'm trying to skip this ad here. Uh, They got all these ads on here. Okay, here we go. Did y'all have it now? The last several years is...
21: um, And I don't know, because I haven't seen these posts by Kanye. Yay. Um, Something is is branded racist or anti-Semitic, you know what I mean? But you never really see the original source material. Because uh, in a media account of it, they don't repeat whatever it is. Right. This uh, this is a real trend of the last couple of years where the headline will say a certain thing and then you read the article and and the article is conclusive, meaning it was racist, it was anti-Semitic, but the supporting evidence is never provided. And the only reason I say that is because I don't trust everybody making the calls. I'm not saying it wasn't anti-Semitic, I don't know, because I don't get to see the original source material. It's
6: censored. Okay, y'all, uh... It was available to be seen. So, Will Kane literally went on television to discuss a topic and then said, oh, I didn't see it, but I'm about to opine on it, and it's wrong. It got taken down, although I never saw it. Okay.
21: Not re- uh, they, I think that the new journalistic standard is don't repeat it if it is considered racist or anti-Semitic or whatever it may be. So, therefore, just as a consumer, you don't ever...
19: You,
21: you don't just get to have make to the trust judgment. the storyteller.
6: Yeah, You don't actually get to see the story. Well, I'm sorry. OK, OK. I'm sorry, y'all. This fool just said, sorry, y'all, I ain't read the tweet. But I'm discussing the tweet I haven't read. And then it's a shame because when the media talks about it, they never actually show you what he said. ass Media! You're literally on the number one cable news network, news in quotation marks. You are media. And you're like, uh, the media doesn't show. Y'all not showing it. Will Kane, oh my god. Dude, do you know how stupid you sound? You literally sound like an idiot discussing a post, and you go, I haven't read it. But it's a shame where we talk about things in the media, never shows it. Y'all don't show it! Let me play the rest of the stupidity.
22: question that Kanye or Ye was going to have to be taken down after what happened in the Tucker Carlson interview, after wearing that shirt, um, he just crossed every line that you're not allowed to cross. And he exposed BLM... Um, for its corruption. He talked about pro-life issues. He has to be taken down. My understanding, Will, of what he said is that he claimed that his buddy P. Diddy, who you saw there in the Instagram post, was being controlled by uh, Jewish, you know, corporate corporate Hollywood types. That was what I understand What was the statement, mm. um, which then they said was anti-Semitic and, you know, referenced some tropes. And so then... They had to cut him down. Again, we're in this weird era where people can't just say what they want to say and 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 take responsibility, you know, for what they said, whether it's with the sale of his shirts or his companies, whatever. But this idea that you have to just shut down his account mm-hmm. um, is just, it's totally totalitarian, totally anti-American.
6: Um, and oh, oh, I, th- I mean, oh, oh my God, I'm just so sorry that people just can't say what the hell they want to say. I mean, look, they just want to call you the N-word, call you the K-word, call you the B-word, call you uh, call you whatever you want. Look, I don't understand. Why can't people just say what they want to say and then they just sort of take real responsibility of it? But how, how dare they take down something they might consider to be racist? Oh, my God. What in the world must be done? What must we do? Oh, I'm sorry. Were there any Fox News people who were fired for, you know, sending? you know, pics of their penis around? I don't know. Eric Bowling. I don't know. Ed Henry got fired for sexual impropriety? I don't know. Bill O'Reilly? I mean, we can keep going. Uh, Were there any Fox News people who made racist comments and then they no longer applaud there? Yeah, I think so. Wasn't Bob Beckel? Did he make some sort of racial comment and got taken off the air? And got fired? Yeah, I, I think that's what happened to him. So I, I'm I'm confused, um, Rachel. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, let me let me show the rest of this stupidity. Okay, here we go.
20: It it it's just wrong. I, I don't know what he said. Maybe it was. Uh,
6: that's what an, I understand.
20: Anti-Semitic. Uh, we and, should clear you that know, up though. Listen, I'm no. F- wow.
6: Okay. Um. Peter Hicks says, I don't know what he said. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm talking about something. I don't know what he said. Then she goes, uh, maybe we should clear that up. Wow, that's a novel-ass idea. Why don't we actually show what he said? What? I, I we might want to clear that up, because I, I don't know what the hell he said. But right now, I'm about to talk about what the hell he said. Although, I haven't read what he said, and I'm sitting here on a national television show, uh, listening, to talking to people about something. I have no idea what he said but what the hell, I'm going to tell you all my feelings anyway. Sure, Peter, go ahead and take it away.
3: Of course. But
20: the question you have to ask yourself is, would he have been restricted on Instagram if he hadn't given the Tucker Carlson interview? So what happens is he gives the interview, speaks out, immediately there must be a full accounting of everything he said recently, looking for an opportunity to silence the guy who just spoke out. If he okay, hadn't given so, that interview, so... it's probably not.
6: No, keep going, keep going he it's did,
22: not, the, target's over the
6: crime. The, target, the, 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 the target's over The clip literally that said nothing it. about Tucker Carlson, but their whole deal is, oh, my God, I mean... It was all because of Tucker. It's the power of Tucker. What in the world is going on? It's Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. They must take him down because he talked to Tucker. They, these people are literal idiots. Okay, real, real quick, uh, 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 f- fire round, fire response. Uh, Cleo, you go first. I think they're strategists. You call them idiots,
12: but Kanye is a part of a strategy to create confusion among black people. He's physically black and he speaks in ways that does not defy racism, the problem of white supremacy mythology, and all of this stuff is orchestrated by white folks. When we're mad at Kanye. But the reason we know Kanye exists is because white people have given him a a platform perpetually because he feeds into whether he knows it or not. And I don't think he does. I don't think he... I think he is confused and everything. And he loves their attention, so he's not, he doesn't have a critical analysis of why they keep calling me. He just takes advantage of being called and is enjoying the, the spotlight. But he is indeed part of a strategy, and those people you call calling idiots, who are not making any sense, who are not walk, walking, watching these shows, but who have a huge platform, are all strategists for the perpetuation of white control. But I have a question, if you don't mind.
6: Okay, hold on. Hold on. Before you ask the question, now I showed y'all the conversation before, then they found out what he said. Somebody went, Psst. Uh, here it is. Watch the flip.
20: This, a uh, Ye West threatening to go to war with Jewish people on Twitter.
21: So these shocking remarks come after he appears to imply Diddy, a fellow rapper, was controlled by the Jews on Instagram. Now that account, his Instagram account, has been restricted.
22: Alexandria Hoff joins
5: us with more on this story. Alexandra, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we wanted to make sure we confirmed all of this. The Instagram restriction came first, and it appears to have stemmed from a series of screenshots showing a text exchange between Ye and Sean Diddy With Combs. The two had been disagreeing on Ye's wearing of a White Lives Matter shirt during a fashion show in Paris last week. The convo contained language by Ye that social media users and the American Jewish Committee called out as anti-Semitic. Instagram has taken down Ye's post and temporarily restricted his ability to share and comment. Now, from there took to Twitter for the first time since 2020, where he called out Instagram chair and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, writing, look at this, Mark. How are you going to kick me off Instagram? And then continued with another anti-Jewish statement. The tweet has since been deleted by the company for violating Twitter's rules. We reached out for confirmation of that. But the Times of Israel and the Daily Mail shared it. It read, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going death con three on Jewish people. The funny thing is I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew. Also, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. Now that was followed by another tweet, quote, who you think created cancel culture and that second tweet it does remain up it's unclear right now how long gays Instagram will remain restricted the American Jewish Committee shared on their Instagram account writing quote Kanye West should figure out how to make a point without using anti-semitism well Rachel Pete
20: hmm. all right thank you yeah. thank you yeah thank you. Uh, unfortunate I mean there's no pretty ugly it's ugly yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> and, but we talked about it
20: earlier without yeah. knowing about these tweets and saying, of course, they're going to put a target after what he said with Tucker. There's going to be a target on him, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. But in this particular case, I mean, he brought the target with, yeah. with that.
22: And then the question is, should he be removed from Instagram and who gets to decide that um, or, or or Facebook or whatever? And I think that's the question, not just about Kanye, about everybody, um, you know. What are the standards, who sets the standards, and how how is social media um, being monitored? And
21: one could argue, if you are really interested in exposing and diminishing racism or anti-Semitism in the world, that you're better off knowing that it exists. And if we pursue a policy or a culture in the world where we constantly silence, censor, and cancel, you don't know what exists underneath the surface. It's a good point. So to your point, Rachel, condemnable sentiments from Kanye West— What is the appropriate reaction, meaning
0: Hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to fifteen hundred dollars. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Twenty-one plus Plus in President Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call one-eight hundred Gambler. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's one-eight hundred Gambler.
10: Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
6: Appropriate reaction to actually accomplish a yeah, goal. Oh, I, I, I can't listen to this bullshit anymore. Y'all, you, did y'all, y'all saw how that shift? Oh, my God. These. Oh, my, oh my goodness. You, you saw how the tone shifted? Uh, right now, let's go to breaking news. Uh, we've actually discovered what Kanye said. We looked like complete assholes a little bit earlier. So therefore I must change the tone in my voice because now this thing is a (laughs) lot more serious than I thought. A little bit earlier, I was playing around, joking around, just sort of like being flippant about it. But oh my goodness, I saw what he said. (laughs) Jesus, my goodness, what are my Jewish friends and colleagues gonna say now? Because I look like an asshole defending him just 30 minutes earlier because I was too stupid to go on the air to actually read the stuff first. Now, my goodness, I mean, I don't... I mean, the things that he said, that was just... I, c- I can't believe it. I mean, my goodness, what... You know, you know we thought he was they were going to take him down because of Tucker, but looks like he just sort of took himself down. <laughs> I told y'all, these are ignorant people, and yes, Cleo is right. It is by design how they are appealing to their white audience, but you see what happens. You saw in real time how Fox News will go on the air, no facts, no, ba- no information, check nothing, and then opine and trash everybody as being wrong and then go, oh my goodness, look what the fool said. Now we must change our tone because now this thing is serious. Cleo, go ahead. Well,
12: another thing that occurred though during that excerpt that you just played is that they were trying to still save Kanye, or they call yep. him, they call him Yay, which I'm like Yay, okay. Anyway, because they know Kanye, they love him. He's Yay, like share, and you know, is one word. Anyway, they were trying to still save him because there's there's some anti-Semitism, frankly, in, the, in these systems as well, along with the white supremacy mythology and insanity. So they didn't want to throw him all, 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 completely under the bus. They said stuff like, "Well, who has the right to cancel his voice?" Anyway, what I was going to ask though before this occur- before we went there was that, is there a Latino, white gay, Asian or white lesbian equivalent in popular culture to Kanye West.
6: Well, first of all, I mean, you do have white artists, you got gay artists, you got Latino artists. So, but I know,
12: I mean, but the but the equivalent well,
6: well, First of all, when you say equivalent. You got somebody who's who's in music he was married to a kardashian he's got a fashion line so i mean i mean, so that's it's well, not well, a comparison
12: they will bring in little wayne with no record with no record on the, on the charts again or, that, or nothing. but again
6: but, but you understand what agenda is i mean that's yeah. you know exactly what their agenda is the thing here Omicongo, <laughs> that jumps out at me you saw how they they oh my goodness i mean we look like fools this is what happens when you go on air don't know what the tell you talk about
15: <laughs> All they had to do was lead with that woman who brought in the actual tweet, and their whole, they would, their whole conversation would have been different, but they can't help who they are. And this is the same thing that our Republican Congress folks do whenever comments made, oh, I haven't read the transcript, or oh, I haven't said it. Then when they get exposed <laughs> to it, they say, oh, maybe I would have said it differently. This proves full stop that Fox is... We all know this. But people need to be reminded that Fox is not a media organization. They are media personalities, but they are not journalists. That's and right. for them to sit there and, and act like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is just someone's free speech and so on and so forth, but let us be reminded that black people and Jewish people, black people number one and Jewish people number two, are consistently the number one and two targets for hate crimes in this country And it has been on the rise over 200% over the last five years at different points. So these words matter. And you have to call it out when you see it. And you got to do your research, number one network out there. So I'm glad they got exposed like that, but people need to start calling them out just as much as we're calling out, because they gave them a platform to spread that ignorance.
6: And what they tried to do there, Renita, is to make it all about Tucker Carlson, who's all about themselves, serving their self-serving interests, well, no, he was the fool who made the comments. Uh, and yeah, Tucker's been real quiet over the weekend on his Twitter feed uh, because, uh, <laughs> yeah, see what happens when well, you talk to yay Ye? yeah. and then now he's nay. An <laughs>
19: <laughs> yeah.
11: And you know what? The thing is, is that anti Semitism is rampant on the right. And they agree with the values of anti Semitism, but they can't say it because white That's supremacy right. knows today that they have got to keep every white-looking person, white-adjacent person, anybody who's willing to roll around in white supremacy, they need all the numbers. Because others, like, you know, black and brown folks, Have uh, we are outnumbering them. And so they're trying to keep every single bit of everybody that they can, even if they have to take a mini break away from that person. But the other panelist was asking about examples in other communities. This is what Republicans do and conservatives do and white supremacy does in general. Yeah, there are plenty of examples. They will get anybody who is willing to disparage a community that they have systematically attacked. So as somebody who is both queer and black myself, I can tell you that they uh, regularly pull up Caitlyn Jenner to talk about transgender folks. They regularly... uh, Herschel Walker's son. I mean, had you seen his videos before he came out and blasted his dad? He was talking all about how we don't need Juneteenth and black people should just stick with the Fourth of July. Um, He regularly talks about how we don't need gay pride and how that, that should just be abolished. So they're good at collecting folks from various different communities who will basically stand up and say, no, conservatives are not racist, no, they are not an- anti-LGBTQ, no, they are not anti-Semitic, no, they are not... Whatever whatever type of shield they need, they have plenty of folks who are willing to do it for them. And Kanye and Candace are just the two that they're using right now.
6: Juliana, um, final comment, real quick.
16: Sure. I, I mean, I think that... I agree with Cleo that this is all about strategy and about ways to get the black pe- get black people at each other. I've discussed it with Kanye West, but I've been discussing with him for a long time. But that fact that Fox News, Mr. Bojangles' rap of, okay, I'm going forward, I'm going back, they've already indicted themselves. Most of us don't pay them any mind. Candace Owens needs to be put up somewhere because what she said was silly. It was really silly. It made no sense at all. But this whole thing at some level makes no sense and is silly. We look at the state of black America, the state of, state of us in this economy. Why are we talking about Kanye West?
6: Well, here's the deal. Again, the issue right here is not a question of Kanye. It's understanding the folks who want to harm black people, who they want to amplify and promote as being intellectually, having intellectual prowess and somehow let's listen to them. And that's why I keep trying to tell people it's a danger when you listen to fools uh, just because they are entertainer. No, it's a whole bunch of entertainers out there who are actually inform a Jesse Williams, someone along those lines. I have never, never, ever looked to Kanye West for any critical thought on a damn thing. And never will. Cleveland, Monaco, I certainly appreciate it, thanks a lot. Folks gotta go to break, when we come back. Uh, we're going to talk about, of course, Thick Live Wind segment. All right, temperature's changing, y'all see I'm wearing the Mordhouse sweatshirt, y'all know it's killing me because uh, I love heat. Uh, but what are some basic exercises you could do in the house, you don't have a gym, uh, you can't go outside, might be unsafe, or just too damn cold, that you can start doing to keep yourself moving uh, and fit and active. My next guest will join us is show us some of the stuff that you can do. That's next, Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Blackstar Network, back in a moment.
17: When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. a balanced life with dr jackie when we invest in ourselves we all shine together we are black beyond
19: measure
1: you know what's on the ballot it's not just legislation and policies we believe in it's democracy our democracy there's a choice on the ballot between freedom and fear between cruelty and compassion, between chaos and community, between voting or violence, and the end of rights generations have fought for. The extremists have a plan, a roadmap for a nation where your voice is silenced and your vote is a memory, where they count their votes and cast ours aside. That's why this year, this fight, this vote is so important. Register. Engage. Volunteer, fight back against the disinformation and despair, and most of all, vote. Because your vote is all that stands between our future and theirs.
6: That's Kim Whitley. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Ice Cube. Hey, yo, peace, world. What's going on? It's the love king of RB, Raheem Devon, and you're watching Rolla Martin Unfiltered. <laughs> It's every single Monday and, you know, temperature's changing already. It's like right now, it's it's in the high 50s, low 60s here in D.C. Uh, Fall has arrived uh, and we're seeing what's happening. And so the reality is a lot of people have been spending all their time outdoors, but now they're going to go indoors. What typically happens is we go indoors, we're hibernating, not moving as much, not being as active. Renita over there shaking her head already. She's like, yeah, you're right. So the question is, all right, what do we do? okay, if we're now indoors a lot more. We don't have home gyms, uh, we don't have treadmills inside. So I called up Asia Johnson uh, and said, hey, uh, let's uh, talk about that. She joins us right now, what's happening?
4: Hello, hello, thank you for having me. All right then,
6: so you always, of course she's always on her Instagram pages, sitting here working, lifting weights, doing all kinds of stuff, you know, she'd be a Miss Workout Queen, everything like that. Uh, Showing everybody her abs and all that good stuff. But the the thing here is this here, and, and again, what we're talking about here, for a lot of people, Again, weather changes, they stay inside, they're not moving, they're more sedentary. Uh, But folks also can't afford, some people don't wanna go to the gym, again, that's gotta drive somewhere, or they can't afford it, can't afford a home gym. And so, uh, what are some things that people can do that's real basic, low cost, in their home, not a lot of space, uh, to be able to still stay active? So first, before we talk about some exercises, talk about the importance of keeping moving.
4: Okay. Um, so yeah, you want to make sure that you're always moving. It's, it's like a door handle, right, a hinge. If you never open that door, when you go to open it, it's gonna be rusty, it's gonna be hard to open, and that's your joints, that's your body. Um, aside from that, working out and fitness uh, has a lot of benefits for you. It's gonna keep your stamina up, it's gonna keep you healthy, keeps your immune system up, um, and just keep you general in a good mood and with high energy.
6: Uh, and again, uh, there are a lot of people, of course, who walk. And some people they talk about high impact training. Others talk about, look, just taking you, uh, just a just a regular walk. But again, it's keeping your body moving. Uh, sometimes, like mm-hmm. if I'm watching uh, watching a television show, I might just get on the treadmill and just walk while watching it, versus just sitting there uh, on the couch. It's mo- it's moving your body.
4: Right. And keep it simple. It doesn't. People tend to overcomplicate fitness. It doesn't have to be complicated. You wanna just make sure you're moving, whatever that looks like for you. Sure, it might be the person on Instagram, they're (laughs) doing box jumps and whatever else, but for you, it might be walking on the treadmill while you're watching TV, or getting on the floor doing a few crunches, or some dips on the sofa, whatever that looks like, going for a walk after work, going for a walk after meal, something like that, as long as you're still moving, that's the key.
6: Absolutely, now I did not bring them with me, I should have, literally, I got off the plane uh, and came uh, into the office today. Uh, but but there are some um, some bands that I actually I use also that I travel with because what happens is uh, when you're on the road uh, you're going into hotels you sometimes sometimes I'm getting in early sometimes I'm getting in late uh, and then a lot of times you can't always so some people want to be safe as well uh, and so uh, I utilize uh, these uh, fitness bands from the folks um, at uh, let me close that uh, at uh, and the reason, and the reason uh, I, I think b- bands are pretty cool because again, um, you can place it, you know, in the door. You can you can place it different mm-hmm. places, and then, and to me, I mean, I like that because again, if you don't have room for a full-scale gym, uh, bands really, I think, work well.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are really good, cost-effective investment. You can go on Amazon. Your favorite Instagram trainer, me, uh, has bands as well. Um, And you can pretty much find them anywhere. Even I've seen them at Marshalls and Target and things like that. But they're really easy and accessible, inexpensive way to kind of diversify the movements that you're able to do anywhere not just at home like you mentioned you can do them at the hotel you can do them at the airport you can get a quick workout in 15 to 20 minutes using your bands without having to go purchase dumbbells or uh have equipment
6: yep, with you absolutely and then of course like i said like i said there are different types of bands out there and i use those because they have different ones in terms of uh of four strengthens so some are lighter than some are stronger so basically that replaces weights absolutely okay yes. so let's talk about okay uh like I, this, is this band here Uh, I utilize one of these here, of course, same thing when I'm on the treadmill or whatever. So walk us through, again, what this basic band, how you can use it in multiple ways just in your house.
4: Right, so a resistance band is just gonna do that. It's gonna give you resistance, which is the same thing that a weight does. Um, It's just a different form of resistance. Um, Like I said, I love these because they're super convenient um, and inexpensive. So you can do basic things. Um, The best that I love is having it right here right like mid-thigh, um, a little bit above your knee, and you just want to come out, you can do squats here, and that resistance is going to activate your glutes, your thighs, your hamstrings. See,
6: I, I can already hear Julianne going, oh my god, no! <laughs> See, I can could, I could already hear her right now just uh, squealing in pain.
19: Um, oh, so, it, it, it and, burns so good.
6: And some folks obviously do them without, without uh, uh, bands. Right, and you
19: don't have
4: to have the band. So the how, band is so added how low resistance. How low? For the squat. You want to go right like you're going to sit in a chair. Right. So when you do a squat, it's important you want to sit your hips back and down into your heels like you're about to sit in a chair. All ah, right, into
19: the heels. Okay. Right. Not, you never not, want not your not knees. Not be on your toes.
4: Right. You never want your knees to go over your toes. I uh, got it. Right. Okay, cool. A nice flat foot, a nice sound foundation. So if you're in the, so you're in the house, okay,
6: so how many squat squats should you do? Should, I mean, how many sets? You want to
4: stick to around 10 or 12 and do three or four sets.
6: Three or four sets of 10 or 12. Correct. OK, got it. All right, squats. Now, with the same band, uh, you got them on your thighs now. Where else can you use that same band?
4: You, This type of band, this is a resistance, uh, a weighted resistance band. Right. So you definitely want to keep this one around your hands. Now, they do have rubber bands um, that like, they're like little rubber loops and they're a little bit thinner. You can put those right around your wrist. You can stand up. Right. Move them out, that's going to work your back. You can bring them over your head, come here. And even the clip that you showed of the longer bands, the long bands, you can put those, you can have them give you some Mm -hmm. extra resistance when you're doing squats. You can put them around your shoulders and use them when you're doing push-ups. So. And then
6: also like some of your lighter bands, you also place them uh, on your on your, on ankles, your ankles and then do, and doing your side steps. Absolutely, sort of like
4: absolutely. And with this, you can keep this around your thighs and you can still do your side steps. Okay. Right? So it's just going to add a little bit more resistance for you. But all of those exercises you can do at home without the band or with the band.
6: All right, so what other home exercises can we do, let's just say, that's not bands that uh, gives us um, a good workout to keep the body moving? Well, we got? It.
4: So you want to make use of things around your house, right? So your steps, your sofa, uh, your kids, whatever you have access to uh, to make it. right there. What do you do? You smack All right. them over Let your... me hold you real quick. You know, you can, you can absolutely hold your baby. It could be a game for them. They're on your back. You're doing squats, whatever you want to do. Um, say, for instance, you have your sofa. You can come here, place your hands here, and you're going down and coming up. Simply working your arms, right? You can use your sofa to help assist you with push-ups. You can also use your wall. Sometimes people are intimidated by push-ups because it's kind of tough. Okay, so um, when you say,
6: um, yeah, because so so, how do you use the wall for the push-ups? Let's see. I use the wall. Okay, <laughs> use, a, use, use the glass wall. Okay. Uh, oh, let's see, Anthony, which way you get a shot? Of? Okay, go ahead. All right, we're gonna use the glass wall right okay. here.
4: Okay. So you just come to your wall right you here. You got the shot.
6: All right, zoom in. Yeah, we got robotic cameras in here, so uh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh. yeah that, right, we didn't plan that one yet. So, okay, so, so as opposed to doing the push-ups on, on the, the floor, ground.
4: you can modify them right, and you're so coming against the wall.
6: Against the wall, uh-huh. so spread your feet. And,
4: and you're just pushing yourself into the wall, pushing back up.
6: All right.
4: Exactly. Cool. Perfect. And so that's a modification that you can do instead of doing traditional push-ups on the ground.
6: Because a lot of people hate traditional push-ups because on your shoulders, the stress it's, and yeah, all it's that. Tough. And... It's
4: tough, especially with your body weight. Sometimes it can be a lot, um, a lot of on your wrist. Right. It can be a lot of pressure on your wrists. It can be a lot of pressure on your shoulders. So one way to alleviate that pressure and to modify it is to go to a wall and do a standing push-up. Okay,
6: so I saw somebody doing lunges, and they were actually, they had water jugs. Okay. So versus having dumbbells. Uh, they were using that. I was kind of like, okay, that's pretty cool.
4: Yeah, get creative. If you're at home and you want to keep costs low, like I said, you can use your kids, you can use gallon jugs, you can use anything that you would find around the house that's going to be heavy, right? You can even, I've seen people use heavy books. They'll get like Mm -hmm. three or four heavy books and use that. You can lay on the floor and do chest press. You can do a lot with whatever you have around the house.
6: All right, so lunges. All right, so proper way to do a lunge because, you know, I've seen some, some folk get real creative and I'm like, okay. The, some people do the step ups and then you know, they're sitting here. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're doing one leg and they're going all across the room and all sorts of stuff like that. But you also gotta be, cause because one of the things that I, I think about, stress on your knees and your back when you're right. Doing lunges.
4: Right. Um, so you wanna make sure when you're doing lunges, you can do, there's many variations, like you said, of lunges. You wanna do the variation that works for you. So something right. more-
6: Well, actually the variation I think works for all of us is no variation. <laughs> I mean, I'm like a, a traditional you know, I, I, lunge. No, it's, no, it's called no lunge.
4: Oh no, that's not what works for all of us. We're talking about <laughs> it, moving. you are like, yeah, it's called no lunge. We're I'm the like, supposed that's to the be lunch. moving, right? Everybody I got you, but you said the one lunch. that works
6: best for you. I'm just saying. The one
4: that works best for you is a lunge.
6: Oh, I'm saying no lunge. <laughs> well, you are supposed to be moving too. <laughs> okay, come on. So what's so so what's the lunge? Okay, right.
4: so the lunge you want to step out. Good. Same Sit thing. down into your that, heel. That, you're yep. All the way down there. You don't have, my, knee's a, knee touch, my knee's not touching the floor. The touch no, ground. your knee wants to be right above the floor. All right, got it. There you go. Now press and back up. Come back now up. that's a stationary lunge, right? All right. Or you can do a traveling lunge. So you're gonna come a here. Traveling lunge? Uh-huh. All right. You're here. You bring that foot up, go right in front of you, hit another one. Perfect. All right. Okay. And then
6: you just go across whatever room you got.
4: You can go however much you space you have. Exactly. If you don't have a lot of space, you can stay stationary and just alternate legs. You can also do a reverse lunge here.
6: Uh, we're going backwards four. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, one, one, it was funny. I was talking to um, uh, when Avery Woodley was on. Um, and you totally forget about it. Go to it right now, right here, video playing. We always forget about jumping jacks. Yeah. So we were talking about, um, you know, cardio. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, it was crazy. I was, um, uh, we were talking, we were getting ready for her segment, and she said, oh, do um, six sets of jumping jacks for 30 seconds. And I was like, jumping jacks? And just, it just reminded me back to elementary school, junior high school. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, jumping jacks. She's like, going to give you good cardio, heart rate gets up quickly as opposed to being on the treadmill or the uh, elliptical.
4: Absolutely. Did you do them?
6: Yeah, I did them, but but but, no, but it was just it was just when she said it, I was like, damn, I never thought about jumping jacks because you because again and then we did it. it was like yeah, it was real quick how fast the heart rate Your went heart up, rate got up and yeah. it did it for 30 seconds. Um, and I was like, oh, I mean, it's just something that you don't think about. And that's another I think exercise that you can do at home,
4: absolutely, no space, absolutely. And and that's what I try to reiterate to people a lot is keep it simple. Like you don't have to, I know we see so much all the time. Everyone's always on Instagram and Facebook and they have the fitness on demand and it's always these super complicated workouts. But right. it, it doesn't have to be that. You can literally do jumping jacks. You can do high knees. You know in PE class so they used to have knee? you do just like that, jogging oh, in place. Knees? No, this is a high knee right here. Oh, come on. Right.
6: First of all, that's people who get ready to be in the the HBCU marching band. That was (laughs) exercise they had to do. All right. So high knees, uh, jogging in place.
4: High knees, jogging in place. You can do the jumping jacks, like you said. Push-ups, sit-ups, lunges, squats, wall sits. Make use of the stuff in your house. There's so many things. Okay. Wall
6: sit. All right. What the hell is wall sit?
4: It's exactly what it sounds like. So you're the wall is supporting your weight. Right. And you're sitting here. And that's going to. You going that low? You can go as low so as your like, body will allow you.
6: <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, I think it was Avery and Jim Jones, they were like, yeah, Roll, you're not going low,
4: enough."
6: They're like, that's a they like, no, that ain't it. That ain't it. It's like, you, you ain't going low enough.
4: You want to get low enough that it's engaging your core, it's engaging your hamstrings, and engaging your Oh, and I was doing the
6: hamstrings. Quads. And I, I kept telling, how you going to tell me I wasn't going low enough when I felt those damn things <laughs> three days later? I'm like, I was going low enough.
4: Well, you have to put yourself sometimes.
6: Gotcha. All right, let's see questions. Uh, Renita been shaking her head the whole damn time. Uh, so uh, you go ahead and get the first question, Renita.
11: Listen, I'm trying to do better, and I appreciate these segments you do every Monday to help us all do better. So my question is this, if you only have 15 minutes, what are the what would you suggest somebody does? Because you'll hear people on Instagram talk about, if you, uh, squats fix everything, just do squats, just do squats. So if you only have 15 minutes, what would you do?
6: All right, 15 minutes is all you got. All right, which and that's a good because sometimes like when I'm rushing and I did get my workout in the morning It's foot calls start coming in and it's like I got to come in here and I'm like, I can't do an hour and you talk yourself out of working out as right. opposed to saying, right. you know what and something I was like, you know what you just do 30. Yeah versus the hour But you're going you got 15. All right, so let's see. What, what, what should we do in 15 minutes?
4: In 15 minutes you can do something really quick and simple. You want to do full body workout, right? So you might start with something that's cardio to get your heart rate up, get that blood pumping. So you can say jumping jacks. So you can say jumping jacks, right. right? After that, you want to work your core, okay, right? Okay, so we're
6: doing jumping jacks. All right. Here or are we doing the full arm and stuff?
4: It all depends on what your body will allow you okay, to do. Cool. So everybody's at different fitness levels. You should do what's comfortable for you. Not gotcha. comfortable in the sense that you're like, oh yeah, this is good, that's all I'm gonna do. But comfortable in the sense that cool. my body will allow me to do this. All right, this. jumping jacks. Okay, jumping jacks. Then we wanna throw in some core so you can do sit-ups, you can do planks, one or the other. There are lots of different plank variations, lots hey, of different sit-ups. Well, <laughs> lots of different sit-up variations. I'll well, do a plank
6: before I do a burpee.
4: Okay. Uh, okay. Um, then we wanna hit the legs might want to hit the back as well. So we might mix something together. We might come here and just do a simple fly, right? Um, and then go well, into in our hands. Just, just our hands and then go into a squat.
19: OK.
6: OK.
4: Um, so, so jumping jacks, you said jumping fly. Jumping jacks, some kind of core workout. You trying to be like Spider-Man or something? When you uh, do that, you want to make sure you're facing the ground and you squeeze at the top, come down. So and here, you'll feel I mean, that over time. So here you're focusing on? Your back. Got it. Yes. Um, and then you want to do something with your lower body and then, a, of course, like your core. A squat. Mm-hmm. You okay. can squat, you can lunge, you can do glute bridges. What the hell is that? A glute bridge? That's when you're on the ground. So <laughs> a glute bridge is here. You just look like, I don't know. A glute bridge. Carol, over here. like, what the hell is bridge? The top. That's a glute bridge. That's a glute bridge.
6: I know. Y'all, the whole control room, I'm like, I ain't know what the hell a glute bridge was. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, let's see here. Julian. Julian, like I ain't doing none of this here. Come on, Julian.
16: You're absolutely right, Rolla. I ain't. Uh, <laughs> I, I the system, She's in fabulous shape, but uh that ain't for me. So you know what I'm a hold up,
6: Julian. Julian, you can't do jumping jacks.
16: I guess I could.
6: Julian, you can't you can't do a wall press.
16: I guess I could. I know I hate planks. I cannot do planks. Planks. Okay, fine.
6: You can't do planks. But damn, you can do jumping jacks.
16: Well, I guess so, Roland, if you put it that way. But my point, my, my question to the, if you put it that way.
6: Julian, it up, this segment is purposely designed for folk like you, OK? <laughs> I, I done brought Asia here to do some basic damn stuff, and you like, ah, that band, I don't know about that on my thighs, don't jump jumping jazz, ain't it? How hard to put a band and just do this?
16: The band might hurt, Roland. <laughs>
6: Girl, don't ask your question.
16: (laughs) Well, I guess my question is obvious. Well, not really. What can you do that does not require that much effort, but you still want to stay in shape?
6: What (laughs) can (laughs) you do that don't require any work? I said minimal. This is minimal.
16: (laughs) Is there anything less minimal than that?
4: (laughs) No.
6: Is there anything that's okay. less minimal than that? <laughs> no. We are giving you... Asia is giving you the absolute basics. No. Let me... Omakongo,
15: come on, ask your question, man. Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, thank you, Asia, for all, all you're doing to get people moving and committed to themselves. Going into the winter, my question is, What do you suggest? Everyone's going online, YouTube, Instagram, looking for workouts, but a lot of people doing showing these workouts are not qualified Mm -hmm. to do it. So people are injuring themselves because they're watching people who don't know what they're doing. Do you have any suggestions on how to find the right people on the platforms that people prefer?
4: Absolutely. Um, So when it comes to Instagram workouts, I would say be very mindful. Go, Go look through your trainer's profile, see if they have anything posted about their certification. And
6: boom let's start right there because i get tired of all these old ig trainers right uh you ain't doing that exercise right and i'm like Hey, the damn exercise on your instagram check your <laughs> ass up
4: right <laughs> so you want to make sure they're always certified um uh, if you don't see it on their page you absolutely want to follow what they're doing ask them um i definitely recommend at some point you don't have to stay with the trainer even though i i'm a big person for uh Advocate for having a trainer um, because even as you progress through your workout career, you can get tired, mess up your form, or just not know what you're doing um, and form is bad. But when it comes to Instagram, I definitely recommend making sure that they're certified and they're not someone that just randomly started working out and it's like, oh, I'm a trainer now.
6: Right. Because <laughs> so, if, if there's one thing I say, uh, everybody and mama, all of a sudden in the media, everybody and their damn mama train.
4: Right, so like your friend that all of a sudden got into fitness and is like, oh yeah, like right. I'm taking clients. Like, I, I, I wouldn't recommend following them. Right there, sustained. <laughs> um, or your friend that works out all the time because I, I've seen people that work out a lot of times and they come and train with me and they're like, oh, I had no idea for years I was doing this wrong. And I'm like, yeah. So make sure that you're going to a certified accredited trainer even if it is on Instagram that you're looking, uh, looking at.
6: All right. OK, well, that's it. Well, first uh, look, I appreciate it. Uh, if folks want to follow you, where did they go?
4: You can go to Asia J on Instagram. So it's A-S-I-A-J-A with two Ys. All
6: right, so there you go right there. Uh, y'all got the, that's the wrong Instagram?
4: Oh, that's my fitness page. Yeah. <laughs> well, how you might, it's on both of them. It's on both.
6: No, no, you got to get it out. I, I,
4: oh, my Asia I, I got to yeah. show you how to. Show you, gotta show, you got me.
6: <laughs> okay, the one you gave out was your personal Instagram.
4: What I share all of my workouts on there. Right,
6: but this is your fitness Instagram.
4: Right. Where, right. Yeah.
6: Right. So yeah. you want to give out both of those?
4: Okay, so you can find me at Asia J and at Aging Fit.
6: Right. So that, see right there, now. This was called. Uh, this was cameras right here. This is called uh, media training. So while she was giving <laughs> y'all fitness training, I'm trying to give Asia media training. You give out all of your handles as well, uh, so you can do that. Uh, and all uh, Asia also did not say get media training. Uh, you're taking clients.
4: I am accepting clients right now
6: Okay, and so how do so today
4: there's a link in both Instagram bios or you can go to Asia J A S I A J A Y Y.com so taking
6: in-person clients and virtual clients
4: I'm taking in-person clients right now.
6: No virtual clients. No
4: virtual clients right now. I got you but
6: that's, Why not right now Right. Sure.
4: because it's full see that you go. <laughs>
6: Asia, you gotta you gotta like volunteer that. So you know. Okay, so
4: my virtual training is full right now, but I am taking in-person clients.
6: Gotcha. All right, so uh, well, this segment is over, y'all. The uh, media training for Asia will be continuing. (laughs) uh, The additional information, so we'll let that happen. So, all right, I appreciate it.
4: Awesome. All right,
6: thanks a bunch. All right, then uh, that's it for us, y'all. Renata Omakongo, Julianne, I certainly appreciate y'all being on today's show. Thank you so very much. Julian, get your ass and go do some jumper jacks. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. This band, how much this band cost? Twenty-five. It's twenty-five dollars, Julian. It's a simple band. You can get the other bands where they like. It's like uh, blue, green, yellow. They light. They lightweight. She Thank told you. It. You can get a band and just stand your ass in your office and just do this. You can just do this here. And I will say, I will say this here. Uh, that is important. I'll say this here. As we get older. We, have, we, we should be doing several different things, uh, stretching in terms of our shoulders and our hips because they get tighter. I can tell you, I play lots of golf. And so that's also important, which is also why, and I, I'm not endorsing, but just so, you, so y'all know, wherever I go, my, my massager travels with me everywhere. One, I fly a lot. And so when you're sitting down all the time, uh, I'm always using uh, this here. And that's the other thing here. Last thing, when we are working out, Stretch before and after. Yes. Why?
4: Because you want to make sure you're staying loose. Your body, your muscles are warmed up. So before you uh, begin your workout, you You just don't
6: just jump it right into it. You don't. You always
4: want to warm up before. That's how you end up pulling something. Muscles get tight when we're sleeping, laying down, sitting. Things get tight. So you want to loosen everything up before you go right into it. Think about, like, a rubber band. You're not going to take an old rubber band that's been sitting around and try to stretch it around something huge because it's going to rip, right? So you want to do think about your muscles the same way, kind of warm it up, get it pliable, and then begin your workout.
6: That's why I always use my massages. So for my hips, mm-hmm. uh, flex to open them up, also for shoulders and the back as well. So uh, I, I this stays this stays in my golf bag. So before Good. I play, uh, I use this, and Kat's like, "Man, what you doing?" I'm like, "No, I ain't hitting cold." Right. Uh, and so this, I mean, so and again, folks, so this and this slides this drops right to my backpack again. I travel a lot and I will sit here and hit my calves, my thighs, my hamstrings, my whole body. I'll be on, maybe jealous on the plane. i was like, well, oh, y'all should have got y'all <laughs> Uh But again, but it is important for us to keep our body loose and not yes. just jump right into it. So, all right, I appreciate Absolutely. it. Right, thanks, thanks for having so much. me. Appreciate it. All right. Again, uh, that's it for y'all. This is it for us. Renita, Omakongo, Julian. Julianne, thanks a lot. Y'all don't forget, download the Black Star Network app. Available on all platforms. Android phone, uh, Apple phone, Android TV, uh, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Also, you can join the Bring the Funk fan club. Uh, every dollar you give goes to support this show and what we do. Uh, yes, you can see when you see when you stretch, you can also you know reach your back. Uh, PO Box 57196, Washington DC 20037, uh, 0196. And no, Carol, you cannot borrow my uh, massager. Get your own. Uh, cash App, Dollar RM Unfiltered, PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered, Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. And get your copy of my book, White Fear: How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. Available. Uh, on all platforms please so you can get that uh you know how we do it y'all uh and so you can also order from a black bookstore download it please uh you can download it as well from uh the folks the great folks uh at um hold up i'm looking I'm doing something else y'all uh from uh the great folks at um uh audible and uh last one last one last one let me see here tomorrow i'm gonna be at morehouse morehouse college tomorrow y'all uh of course uh having the conversation there y'all should be seeing the fly right there so look forward to with my man the black men's research institute series with my man my friend, dr walter kimbrough so be sure to check us out and so i'll be there folks that's it i'll see you where you're going Wait to get back over here. I'll see you tomorrow. Where you sneaking off? Where the hell are you going? All right, y'all. I'll see you tomorrow. Rolling Martin, unfiltered. I was in the show. You know how you're in the show?
19: Yeah.
6: How I in the show? I don't know. <sighs> you tell she don't watch the damn show. I was in the show and I say holla, okay? Okay. And you gotta holla it. One, two, three. Holla.
4: Holla. What?
6: That was a tired you didn't like that? ass. You didn't that like that? That was a tired ass holla. yeah. That was. That's the whole point.
4: Holla like that. That's yeah. what it. She went how? Holla, that's what I'm
6: saying. Yeah, but she went how? Holla.
2: All right, one, two, three. Holla. Holla. <laughs> I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.